cent $5 LFG. Buy Aider and be a Gator. NASDAQ down 4% today first time since 2008 that happened. Economy crashing, live and die by the sword. Let's go, a message for Smeagol as we start the kill stream, ladies and gentlemen. I've already done a show today, the Tequila Sunrise. I hope you saw some of it. Cozy.tv slash Ethan Ralph, Odyssey.com slash at the Ralph Retort live here on both those platforms. No YouTube restream. We don't know when that'll come back, if ever. So we'll see. We'll wait and see what happens on that. But both those platforms work just fine, so there's no reason why you can't watch us there. There really is no fucking reason. All hype is coming down the pike in just a few short minutes. But first, we wanted to hear more from anti-flagging, anti-DMCA spokesman Andy Worski. Abortionist Andy. That's what they call Some people say. Many people say. I would have enjoyed having a YouTube. I've been only, only here for 12 years. He, he took Ralph. By the way, what language is that? And what kind of pills was he on? That was uh, Simple Jack Strikes Again. That's what we dubbed him today. I mean, he really does remind me of Simple Jack. I would have enjoyed having a YouTube. I've been only, only here for 12 years. He, he took Ralph down. He didn't take me down. I don't give a shit. Go eat your mother. <coughs> your fucking. You fucking. I, I think what everybody should do, just like what I said to Devin do Tracy, it. go over to fucking Sargon's channel next time he's streaming uh-huh. and just tweet out the most offensive, racist shit. And then flag and get it. Get his and flag shit it. Down. Then you know what you need to do? Then go over to Patreon. Make a big old stink. Make a big old stink. Yeah. I, I would have wow. enjoyed a YouTube. Wow, that sounds interesting. I didn't, I didn't hear any of that from Andy last week. It's, uh, it's funny how the ball bounces. I guess. Also, uh, they had a uh, rape accusation they threw my way, which was false and is false. Their star witness, I guess you could say. Who's lying? Um, well, there was a little bit of, I guess you could call it breaking news. I wonder if this will even pull up. It won't pull up here. I was going to play it before all hype got here. We'll see. Giga Ninja sent $3. Andy is gay. Check Telegram DMs. Oh, no. Coming fast and furious. For some reason, this won't even pull up over here. Did they take that down? I, I can't even. Well, you know what? We do have a backup option. We do have a backup option. Definitely. So there was a clip the other day. Let's see. There was a clip the other day. I'll show it to you. Remember, they threw a lot of accusations around, if you'll recall. So this clip was trending on Reddit the other day. Not this one, this one. And it's uh, this. It's Alice. Uh, I mean, she actually has her tongue sticking out, if you can't see that. But um, 
It's portrayed as uh, as not or whatever, but this is the clip. I mean, here they exhaust. Mm. Here they get, why me get lost? Mm. Tell that bitch keep on the drought. Yeah, cause you know I want some trials. Yeah. No, you can't text, I can't call. No, I got a- Alice is like my Alice. Come on, Alice, you're clear. Come on, come on. You know I'm all about my figures. Young nigga get in the digits. Young niggas going gorilla. I heard you be talking to you. These goofies. Bro, they can't handle no alcohol. They can't handle no cigarettes. They can't handle no. Oh, you're on camera, by the way. Yeah. Where's the Medicare tweets? Hold on, wait, wait. Why didn't Jim tweet about this? Why didn't he tweet about this? Couldn't he have tweeted about this? I thought Jim was, uh, you know, protector of women. Why? Why didn't he? Concern himself with this. Now that's not the whole story, though, ladies and gentlemen. You know, last night when y'all were rubbing cum all over me, but it was just me rubbing cum all over her. She said she said I got cum in her, her eye. We're talking about Alice, by the way. How they um, tag teamed her. He said, my eyes all red. He said, you guys are ravaging me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't fucking... I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> what the hell of cheeks, you know? Ciao, Bella. <laughs> I just managed my nuts. But yeah, this dick was sore. Like it was hurting. It still is, right? Yeah, it hurts right now. Mine's fine. Like, I'm like there's nothing you can do to my face. I don't know why it hurts so much. Hmm. I guess it's my balls. Yeah. What the? Yeah, exactly. That explains the whole entire. Talking. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> That explains my whole entire reality is what the... It feels like I came in her mouth and you came in her mouth and down her throat. Yeah, just down the throat hole. But I was like, don't spit, don't spit, don't spit. And she spit and I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I've never used one of these. I do you even use... How do you even put one of these things on? Uh, you ever use these things? For real, dude. What if what, I put it on inside out? <laughs> Is there, you put these things on the wrong way? I'm sure I put it on the wrong way if I try. I like this one. <laughs> Banana. Why is it so scary for me? I like some like weird mental blockage, I don't know. Um, I don't know. What's the issue? Um, you, you think this will fit you? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that I know they will fit me. I, was rip off. I don't know if it's wide enough. I mean, it is. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, but I feel like this needs William to be played. William sent three dollars and vomit. Young species, not allow rape. No good. Ancestors cry. Alice, too much sucky sucky. Too much boom boom. Not allow. Again, I feel like this needs to play, be played for the record. Magnums. I like these are like mushrooms. <laughs> these mini size carnival. I like your y'all are gonna use them. What kind of lead in is this for? <laughs> I don't know. I think you get the idea. The clip's on Twitter if you want to watch it in full. I don't even. I didn't even watch the whole clip, but 
There's like a whole other minute of that uh, of that type of play by play. I wonder if the Chemo Casino will have these two gents on this Friday to uh, to talk about it. I don't have any personal interest in it myself. I just saw that that uh, story go across the wire there. I guess you could say. So I figured I would I would bring it to to everyone's attention and just let let them be the judge. I guess. Uh, as far as uh, what was said about me, et cetera. <laughs> Gator be like, pray for Alice, yeah. Yeah, Gator was probably holding her hand the whole time. <laughs> Gator was right there holding her, holding her hand the whole time. Jim was sending messages of support. So, anyway, we, we wish him the best. I just thought I would, uh, I just thought I would start the show off with a little... With a little breaking news, Alt Hype, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. I've been watching the stream. There's a little bit of delay, so you kind of woke me up. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I think it's like 15 seconds, probably something like that. Um, yeah. But you're here now. What's up? Yeah, what's up? Um, so I was, like, watching a lot of the stuff that uh, you're doing. And the thing is, I know who Worski is. And I know why Worski is, right? It's kind of complicated, but we know why Worski is. No why Medicare is. I don't know why PPP is. I'm not really interested in who he is, but like, why is PPP? Like, what is PPP? That's like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like this guy, he's came out of nowhere. Like, like he doesn't make, has he made some like amazing video that propelled him no. somewhere or what's no. going on? Like, no, none of that. He, um, on new year's Eve, 20, I want to say, yeah, it was new year's Eve, 2018. There was a site called Streamy that I eventually matriculated to after I got banned from YouTube. And uh, they used to have a leaderboard, and I'd win the contest every week. It's pretty nice, actually. Uh, and on New Year's Eve, he started a channel over there. It was kind of a no I mean, not no-holds-barred, but, you know, kind of close to that, I guess, on yeah. Stream.me. He spread his, his asshole, he spread his ass cheeks <laughs> open uh, on air on New Year's Eve. Um, in 2018. Thank you, Pansu, by the way, for the coffee there. And um, he called into the show, I guess, a little time after. Um, there was some lore about how he fucked Kraut over. He didn't actually do that. We just said that on air to make Kraut look stupid. Um, and then he called in, and he was a f Basically, I treated him as a loser and a bitch, and I would just not have him on because he sucked. And so, and he's just treacherous, I mean, which we'll talk about. But anyway, so then he decided to just be like a psychotic critic on pretty much just whatever he could yell and rant about every single day about me uh, he would do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I guess he got his profile because there's always an audience for anti-Ralph content basically. Right, right. Uh, and But he so was particularly know. known so, so, as like psycho. So is this, a, is this another guy that Ralph made? Yeah. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. It's not even a it's not even a debate, really. Uh, yeah, he came up off me, pretty much, just being a critic of me. Yeah. So. So. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a if that's like a weird question because I'm coming in like out of nowhere. Maybe I'm like behind the curve of your audience and like the PPP lore, like all the lore of all of this. Like I could just come out of, you know, come out of not retirement, but like I'm <laughs> in and like holy shit. Holy shit! Like Ralph and and Worski are like blood feuds, and and like there's all these videos of Worski and like 
being being on something and uh, I like what's going on like everything everything's backwards and it's all new to me so uh it's like coming so, back yeah. to a familiar place and an unfamiliar place at the same time where right, you're just like right. uh what's going on here this is uh <laughs> this is a little bit different than, than where i left it here yeah uh yeah it's one of those but uh, that's how he came up and he's been i'll give him credit for being just like relentless with that type of stuff his partner used to be surfer um and they used to kind of duo the the tag team there not like the tag team we talked about earlier thankfully at least as far as i know uh and uh, uh, but um they had a falling out and um so surfers coming on this show actually saturday to kind of go into some of the PPP lore, some of the background there. Also, he made up he made up a story about me contacting his church and getting him kicked out of church, and he has like all this lore that never happened. Like I never did any of that. I just didn't. I just didn't fuck with him. Basically, you know, what right. I, mean? I was just like, I don't want this guy around. So he came up with yeah. this whole lore that I got him kicked out of church and fucked over with his family and just all this ridiculous shit, honestly. Uh, but you know what? There's a lot of stupid people out there, unfortunately. And so, yeah, what I would, what I would ask is like, like, where's all this? Um, like when you start, like when you have somebody who's been around for a while and then like in a short period of time, suddenly this person is like the worst person ever. And like doing all these things is like getting you kicked, getting you kicked out of your church or raping somebody. One thing I would look at on that is like, okay, was, is this consistent with the, the behavior of this person in the past? Is this consistent with the behavior of the person in the past? And then I would say, you know, uh, probably doesn't look like it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I know haven't. What, 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 yeah. Well, obviously, you would not. I mean, behind the scenes, but sure. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I didn't punch a cop, but other than that, like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> the funny part is, I didn't actually get the punch in, but I still got charged as if I got the punch in. I just swung at a cop and missed, oh. and still got charged. <laughs> I wish so I could say that I got the lick in, but uh, since I got punished as if I did anyway. Uh, sure. But no, it was just a swing. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I've never raped anybody in my life and never will. Um, that's just some ridiculous shit coming out. And, you know, I showed the clip. People can be their own judge about the source, uh, and where this stuff's coming from. Uh, I'll let them, I'll let them be the judge uh, of that. We've talked about it before. Um, it's preposterous, quite frankly. And the whole thing about PPP is, um, I had no reason to call it. Like he wasn't an enemy of mine. You know what I mean? He was just some guy who spread his asshole on stream.me like i had no right. personal animosity with this guy at all um i w- did not call his church uh, we made fun of him on air uh but no i didn't call his church i didn't call his family i had no reason to do so mm-hmm. um now i'm not saying you know if somebody was fucking with me hardcore uh, i wouldn't personally do it but would i care if something like that happened no not really um but no that never happened like there was no like crusade against him or any type of any type of action. It's just something that he made up and ran with. And right. uh, so it's, so, so like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm yeah. taking notes here on how to become a successful streamer. So the site was streamed.me. I don't know if that's up and, and, and what you have to do is you have to spread your, spread uh, your ass cheeks open. Yeah. Spread my ass cheeks open and then, and then. And just, Medicare, <laughs> <laughs> well, know. you know what? There's this video too, that I didn't get to go over earlier. They were trying to get me to play it. Um, you know, 
I wasn't originally. Let me see. The e-girl menace is what it's called. I saw somebody talking about it in chat. Is this thing going around? By the way, I don't really know. I don't really know Gahul. By the way, somebody gave me this timestamp. I don't know what timestamp this is. This is apparently about uh, about his e-girl um, proclivities. It's, it's a public school thing with the prefects in the upper years. What is this, by the way? And how did this get linked to me? Hold on. Does this really go into it? I don't even know. Hold on. Jeez, uh, these documentaries. Dude, about... I've never seen this. Like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> oh, that was like a pilot show. And then we realized, like, I said to people, be like, do you want to keep doing this episode? And he was like, no, it's just going to fuck me up. It's going to kill me. <laughs> so I mean, this motherfucker's like, eating all the sushi. Also, it's funny because he's gained, like. PPV before he got fatter? Yeah. I was about to say, he's gained, like, 200 pounds covering me. I don't know if it's, you know, what happened to him, but he's really let himself go. You know, I've slimmed down a little bit. I'm still trying to get there, but. Uh, he's trying, he's to, trying to become a member. Trying to become a member of the fat race. He's trying to outgunt me. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's like an ego thing. You know, I'm not sure if that's what it is. But uh, we're just like maybe. Yeah, had you targeted. He's yeah. had you targeted that long. He had me targeted for deletion for so long. <laughs> you know. He wants to. No, he he me wants now. to take your. He wants to take your spot. He wants to take the gun title as well. Like that's what the right. fuck? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> part. That's part of it. You know, Hillary Clinton. Hillary for you and me. By the way, soy sauce sucks. Where'd you find that song? Why is he putting in soy? I don't like soy sauce. I like the spicy mayo. Uh, I like spicy I mayo. Like, I like soy sauce. Really? What yeah. about spicy mayo? Oh, I don't like mayo. What? I like eggs. I like eggs, and I like olive okay. oil. Okay, okay, chat. Spicy but mayo. I don't. I don't, I don't like them together. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, and that's what mayo is. So. I thought they talked about his uh, tranny girlfriend at some point here. What is this here? I don't think I can watch. Like twenty minutes of a fucking otter talking to Gahul with Metal Gear Solid graphics. Like I don't know if that's something I can do. Not on the kill stream. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tequila Sunrise. I don't know. But this is kind of Mister uh, Mister Godwinson. That's number. What in the world? Is that's this? like something I would do on my stream. To just play play a movie. This <laughs> somebody is linked. now. We did see something interesting. And you were on the show on Friday. We could play this. We played this during, you, you know, you're talking about PPP. We played this during uh, the Tequila Sunrise. This is him when he broke up with Surfer. Surfer again, Surfer Saturday night. We're going to do that okay. on the kill stream. Okay. But uh, this is when he broke up with Surfer because Surfer was dogging him about being a phony. Don't Learn be a fucking, fucking hero, legs, buddy. Don't buddy. be a fucking hero. No, don't be a, don't fucking, be a fucking, man. fucking hero, buddy. Are you Although, fucking being Surfer hero. also revealed he gets checks for autism every month, PPP. From the Canadian, hey. from the Canadian government. So, uh, well, that's 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 pretty. Uh, I don't know. That's that's. I mean, yeah. that's a fine hustle, I guess. That's um, not bad if you can get it. I mean, curious. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen? So I laid this out earlier. Basically, he came out and said he got swatted. If you see this at ten thirty five, PPP said he got swatted. Surfer came right. out and said, uh, "No, you didn't." They came to you know they swatted me basically where they used to live. You're lying, Ash, and no one thinks you still live here. They swatted my address, and now you're crying victim. 
Uh, and then he said they actually sent the police to Surfer's address, but they botched it and put the wrong numbers in the address, most likely American first based off how sloppy it was. All I had to do was take a phone call. Too bad, Nick. So he's trying to blame Nick for this. He didn't even get swatted, keep in mind. This is just this is at his old house. But it's curious that he knew about it when he had no way of knowing about it. All hype, and that's so, kind so of he, the, so he so he swatted Surfer and said well, he got swatted. Right. Well, that's the theory on the street, I guess. Uh, I get, well, that's like the most. That, I mean, that is the most parsimonious, like uh, idea. I well, mean, that's certainly what makes the most sense. Because he had no other way of knowing it. I didn't say, so on the show, I said that one of my upcoming guests got swatted, but I didn't say who it was because I didn't know if they wanted it out. Excuse me. Then he, a couple hours later, talks about he was swatted. He wasn't. But how did he know about that in the first place? He's not in contact with Surfer. And Surfer didn't announce it either. So how else would he have known about so, this? You know what I mean? Like, so, so, he's, so, he's, so he wants to be, so he wants to get swatted so that he could say, look. Right. Look at look at me. Yeah, well, you know they kind of but don't want the risk, so just swat surfer. Right? That's right. That's right. And they kind of went overboard because you know if indeed it was them or their grouping, whatever, doing the swatting because like it was just all America first. It was me. It was you know none of their guys basically. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Ricada got swatted, quote unquote, last night. He didn't really. They just called him. That's not a real SWAT. They came to my house with guns blazing. I don't know if you saw the video, but they literally had guns out, surrounded my house, blocked off my street. That's a swatting. Um, yeah. That's 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 a swatting where they they got guns pointed at me where I'm a, you know yelling before I open the door. Hey, I don't have a weapon. Don't shoot me. Don't kill my dog. Repeatedly, I'm saying that's a so, swatting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So PPP is probably a swatter. I think that's, so. That's, if not directly, then his group, yeah. Because there's yeah. no other way he could have really known about this. I mean, you'd have to check up on the tweets a little more. Make sure. sure and again, you know, it's just that, my opinion. But... I don't know. You know, dead to rights. We don't have the recording of him doing it or like, you know, this or that. But um, it is pretty suspect. I'll let this play for a minute. Go ahead. Alphype Sim 88 cent $3. Hey, Alphype. Can you tell my Ralph about the best documentary online that you bow for fifty dollars? Liberators. Yos <laughs> and Day Dun kicked a dope. Dude, I saw you talking about this the other day. Until Day Dun ran out of the bullets. Few few. N- what, <laughs> what is this? Uh, Liberators. I heard about this book. Oh, it's. Uh, I actually uploaded it on Bitchu. It's this uh, documentary about this black um, armored unit that. Well, the, the the main punchline of it is that they went to uh, to Europe to they were in World War Two, obviously, and they liberated. They were, they were the first units in to um, Dachau and Bergen Belsen. Now, um, what I think what I think is the most interesting. What did the, they send them like, in to clean it out or what? Like to do <laughs> no, no, they were in the, to liberate it. They were frontline oh, troops oh, okay. supposedly. Mm. But uh, but turns out, uh, no, no, they were never there. Um, but what was great, it was great about this is they had this big <laughs> reunion seat. We're all like the the Jews that were at the camp. Were you know they all re- recollected like, oh yes, they came in and they saved us. And they, and they told some ridiculous stories about these black troops that come in and like and and this one it black man happened. he lifted me up into the sky and said and said to the Nazis, this was your enemy. 
this was your enemy. <laughs> of course, we know, like, they, they literally weren't even there. Um, so that's sort of the context for the whole thing. But it's also also great. A lot of stuff that they <laughs> left in there that I thought, I don't know why they left that in. For example, they, they t- they're talking about how, you know, um, uh, they're they're being trained or whatever, and, and and they're talking about how much they loved Patton. They loved George Patton. Patton was really popular among the blacks, and he said, "You're you're some of the finest tankers I've ever seen." And then in the documentary, the narrator himself says, "But Patton actually thought that they were the worst." <laughs> like, Why did you put that in the documentary? Just leave that out. You're trying to make them sound good and stuff. Oh, but but they were. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'll link it in the chat. <laughs> Please do. Neon Nicker sent three dollars. Why would you dispatch blacks to clean the pool? Oh, they can't swim. <laughs> yeah. Here's me. Here's this, that's the documentary. I have my uh, MST3K sound. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, definitely keep talking about it. this cigar though. Real quick, is a my father. Lay Bajou, I think it's 1922 or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's not the actual year. That's just the name of the of the uh, style, though. Though, yeah, Lay Bajou, 1922. That's the. Uh, that's the. I just linked into the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They thought they were an elite unit, but the army didn't send them in until like the war was almost over. <laughs> <laughs> they were like this meme unit. And their combat debut, their combat debut, apparently, they got they got uh, in a crossfire. And so they they were like in a field and they were sort of in a crossfire. And so they pulled out into like this little village. And they started blind firing sort of this like tree, like tree line where where the fire was coming from. They fired all of their ammunition blind. <laughs> and they told this in the documentary. They just shoot everything they have, and then they have to radio in, ah, oh, we're out of ammo, we're out of ammo. So they're just, they're just like this. With the side <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just sitting in this little little set of houses or whatever. It's like, oh, we're out of ammo. Save us, somebody. Some, <laughs> send some competent unit here. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm, but I'm just but it's surprising because that was actually in the documentary. That was in the documentary. I couldn't like why why do you why are you why were they including this stuff? It was so so bizarre. Maybe they didn't know the parts to leave out. I'm not sure, but um, I guess. But anyway, the documentary was pulled. Now the reason it was pulled. Go ahead, continue. Different. I'll play that in just a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, the reason it was pulled is because of the scene with the with the reunion with the, with the Jews that they liberated from the camps. Uh, because that, like we know, didn't happen. So that's why it was pulled. Um, but but and so I had to spend like I had to pay fifty dollars to get this because it's not anywhere. Oh, because they pulled it. On, it was on some Russian site. So you have to buy it like a copy of it. Yeah, I had to buy a DVD. Yeah, it's in this this um, kind of uh, legacy format that I don't know if people here on cozy have heard of it's called the dvd um <laughs> and i had i had to actually get like this little dvd player so i actually had to buy another thing um and i got it from this like hole in the wall online store and i and i, and I bought it i sent in the order and the guy <laughs> and the guy seemed like surprised that anyone was buying this and, he's, and so i got it and this is fantastic i love this i love this he came on a CD. It doesn't have anything on the CD. The CD just says DV, DVD RW. 
on it. So this guy literally just burned it onto this DVD. And and on the cover here, you can see like the, the printer like streak marks from like the crappy printer he was using. <laughs> so, so I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. This is this is beautiful. I, I you know this is better than like an original like this is like it's oh, even it's better perfect. to have the bootleg. Yeah. I agree. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, um, and it took him, and it took like a month to get to me. I, so, which is more evidence that like this guy's like, what? Someone's buying this shit. <laughs> so, okay. So, and it's on BitChute now, so you guys can watch Liberators. There it is. By the way, I'm gonna pull that up. I might actually watch that because that sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Also, let me pull um, it up. Oh, that reminds me. BitChute messaged me the other day. I need to see what they said. Check back in with them. I haven't used them in a while, but um, what were you gonna say? Uh, nothing. That was it. That's about okay. The good there stuff was a the pa- there was a power chat. Let me replay that. Uh, killstream dot first off power chat dot live slash the Ralph Retort killstream dot live slash tip dollar sign sunset squad if you so choose to use that killstream dot live slash entropy. I think I maybe mentioned that it's up dollar super chats on Odyssey as well if you want to use that. And then that super chat said, "Uh oh, hold on. Why is it not at the part that I needed to be? There we go." Neon Nicker sent three dollars. It's obviously for post-war demoralization. A dis who you done lost da war two. We moving into Berlin. Yo, property value is da next great casualty of war. How'd that make you feel, white boy? Yeah. All right, let's watch the rest of this. I don't know if we need the music. The Ralph Retort. Oh, wait. The kill stream. By the way, he got swatted right before he's supposed to come on my show. How odd is that? That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Surfer, but you'll also see the laughing day is going to show up. This is him just saying what time he was going to be on the show. The morning of the swatting, Surfer was contacted on Discord with someone who had heard of a gay op going down. PPP's E Girl Snacks. That's the name of his E Girl, by the way. You can't make this shit up. Snacks. As if this big. Needs any more snacks? PPP's E Girl Snacks is associated with Order of Night Angels, which I don't know what that is. Notorious for pulling gay ops, says O9A ripoff. Apparently, it's some, I mean, wig nattery. I don't know. I really don't know. Surfer talked about it a little bit the other night. He's coming back on Saturday. I don't know what the fuck this is. All hype. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I do, but. Uh, the, just, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, let's see, honey, uh, glowy honey pot is what they said. Uh, that sounds. Better. I don't know. This, uh, this sounds like like something that like ten people take like super super seriously or something like 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 personal drama. So I'm putting on the internet and a million people will see it and like a million people. Don't yeah, care. I don't That's know the O nine A shit, but this is the part that's key to me, and I'll play it in a second. Liberators sent three dollars. The worst part of the documentary is that German women were getting raped exactly where the n- was. Oh, uh, now wait a minute! Now wait a minute! Now wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Please don't use that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, when th- that wasn't true just in Germany, that was true in Britain. Is that uh, um, there were all sorts of um, basically there were all sorts of uh, claims about rape where the black units were stationed and and in in their interviews like the, the black troops would say yeah they spread all these rumors about us <laughs> so, yeah rumors okay yeah. Uh, now this is the key part ppp claimed he got swatted at ten thirty five. police were with surfers 7 to 8 p.m 
It was never confirmed. How did PPP hear about the swatting? Why was it happening exactly when he was supposed to come on the kill stream? Why did PPP clarify it was Surfer who got swatted then immediately blocked him uh, when he started raising questions about it? So we'll talk about this more yeah. with Surfer on Saturday. It looks a little suspect. Let's just put it that way. Sus. Yeah. I guess uh, you might say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll follow back up on it on Saturday. We'll probably talk uh, about it more between now and then. Uh, but Surfer's going to be here. He's also going to talk about some of these goodies, some of the things he was going to sp- uh, spill on the kill stream. Now, you may not know this, but Ashton, it's his real name, Ashton. PPP's name is Ashton. And uh, he is known for shitting all over his toilet seat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and not clean it up. Surfer would have to clean up the toilet seat because he shit it all over it. Yeah, who knows? It may just be like it could have happened. That was I don't know. PPP I mean, it looks like go it and, go, and go and go. That happened one time. You know, I'm thinking it probably happened a lot though. But uh, Ethan Ralph never contacted PPP's church. I said that many times, but this is Surfer there with the inside info. Uh, gay friends squeezing on PPP's tits. His high heel shoe fetish. The woman he pay-pigged to model high heel shoes for him. His connections Man. to Canadian intelligence. The succubus. Wait, what? Well, exactly. The succubus and cuck story. E-girl, E-girl harem pay-pigging his Pokemon. PPP was on, I don't know if he still is, on autism welfare checks. I guess that's probably the, the coolest part of this list. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to know about the CSIS connections. That seems to be the most something most people would want to know. You know, about. I've heard about that uh, before, but I don't know, like the whole background on that. I think they. I, I want to say it was. Um, he has a family member involved with that or something. I don't know. I don't want to quote it because I don't know the whole story. But I remember something coming out about that. Is all I recall, and I don't remember exactly what it was. So, I don't want to get out ahead of it. But he's going to be on here. Uh, he can't stand for more than three minutes at a time. I think that that's probably true. Uh, and then he left all of his sentimental Bible stuff there. So we'll talk about that on Saturday. But you know what we'll talk about right now? We'll talk about Twitter. And this is some of the leaked audio from their meeting yesterday. All hands on deck. Project Veritas. Can we just fucking give a hand to those guys? They have, Dude, they have the whole audio. All hype. Can you believe that? They have it all. Now, they just teased us today. They didn't give I us the whole thing. Uh, yeah. Me too, and I just love that they have it. Uh, but anyway, they only gave us 55 seconds of it today. So the whole thing, I guess they're going to drip it out, which I don't blame them, honestly. But yeah. here's the tease. Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform was because of our moderation policies and disagreements in how we deal with health. This puts Twitter service and trust and safety, as well as anybody who cares about... PPP, a.k.a. Pleasantly Pounding Poutine, sent $3. <laughs> Hi, Ralph. This is PPP nom nom nom. I'm just dropping by to say it's all your fault that my show is heading for a dumpster fire. Munch, munch, munch. Sorry, I'm chowing down on this Crave case from White Castle. Anyway, I have to go order my own <laughs> Thank you for checking in, sir. It's good to hear from you. ...our health on the platform in a very difficult position. I believe... Twitter grows as a service. This is their CEO, by the way. I just want to point yeah. out. Not the, yeah, okay. Not the guy who fixes the computer or something. I believe Twitter grows as a service, allows for more people to use the product and have a better experience because we're able to make the conversation on Twitter be safe because 
We have what? built tools, processes for people to be able to feel safe and control their experiences. I believe that there is a lot of work we have to do to continue making that better. You won't be doing it. Sometimes that means yeah. more thoughtful moderation. Sometimes that means making things simpler. Sometimes that means changing product incentives to what? be able to solve problems through products sometimes instead of policies. Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform Okay, so now it, it cut back over, but that's just a little yeah. tease. Of what they yeah. have. But this is the guy, like, back before any of this, he was, like, all high and mighty about how it's our job to elect, to decide who gets to be heard. And he was, like, going, like, to, I, I, my, he was going fairly mask off before any of this, and now he's talking about how we need to improve our moderation service for our user base and, and all these vagaries that he's going into now. Like, But this yeah. is good. This is, like, this is, like, what those vagaries mean. It means... It means we control who gets hurt. So a lot of people don't know that. That's new to a lot of people. To us, it's kind of passe. But yeah, it's like this is a good example of where that's you know kind of might be revealed as real to a lot of people who aren't as who aren't aware of how bad the censorship is. So right, and they might you know they're not plugged into the day to day. I mean, most people aren't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now let me play this. Uh oh. Neon Nicker sent three dollars of slippity slappity flippity flappity jibbity jabbity. Twitter is the digital town street. We must poo in it daily. Now, um, this person also said this on the view. I wonder if we have this clip. We'll just go through Twitter notes. God, I thought we did have this clip. Yeah, I was supposed to say, here it is. I saw it because somebody linked it to me earlier. All right. Back on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them. 100%. That is what it's about, bitch. I'm glad you're just now figuring it out. That is what it's about, all hype. Is there something wrong with that? Well, I, I mean, you press them on it and they'll say, no, 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 no. Just everyone's equal. But like, but then you you get out of their face and just let them talk, let them talk casually. They'll go like straight white men, and that's a slur. You know, she's using it yeah. like a slur, and that's how it goes. That's right. She's not saying it as a positive or just as a descriptor. She's using it as a negative, quite it's clearly. Like, oh, they, see that policy that that policy benefits whites. That policy benefits you, Ralph. So it's a bad policy. So we need to. Well, <laughs> we you know what? I think it's about that. time we've turned it out. You know what? It's been against us for too long, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Uh, you know that um, subcontinental that appeared on Joe Rogan with Jack Dorsey is was whining, literally crying yesterday in this call. I can't wait till this full audio comes out. Like it could be. I don't know if they have her crying in the actual car. Or she was just crying at Twitter headquarters. We'll go over the article in a minute, but uh, just beautiful all the way around. All right, let me play this. I'll play the whole thing now. In fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoy the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. And in fact, well, that's true, but, uh, you know, it just got bought up. What do you think, dude, about the spazzing well, out about I, it? Well, I think, like, a lot of these people, uh, like, I don't know. Somebody like Vouch or like Crowd or like any of these people, I don't think they appreciate just how much their 
success is a function of censorship. Like they don't, they don't understand it. They don't like, like they think it's them. They think, Oh, I'm successful because I'm like so charismatic or whatever. Like they don't get that. Like, <laughs> like for, I mean, I mean, just to take my channel because that's what I know about. Like, like, I was I was on track to to pass crowd and subscribers. I had already passed in, in views, but then you know the band waves came. You know YouTube went on the big purge, and I basically just turtled my channel up. Um, like, but the thing is, these people they don't understand how much of the disparity is a function of censorship. And so for her, and so for her to say that, you know, I'm glad that she's saying that, and I'm, and I'm glad that she thinks that. Hopefully, she'll convince some people to not be so butthurt about it, but. Like they don't understand just how much of this current situation is a function of censorship, and those her comments there reveal that. And she's saying, "Oh, the block button is what? No, the block button doesn't do shit. Like the block, like blocking doesn't matter. Like I don't, you know, yeah." So it really doesn't. By the way, uh, here's Elon Musk, uh, and he says this: the extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech says it all. That has a full one million likes on Twitter right now. And then he says, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, yeah. going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. What do you say? See, this is what I was afraid of. This is what I was afraid of because the e EU, EU laws on hate speech. Well, I wonder, that's, that's I don't think he's going to uncuck it quite as much as people think. I do think he's probably going to uncuck it some. Um, but I wonder, you know, is it, what are we talking about? American laws here? Are we talking about European laws? Um, I don't know. See, I mean, it's an American where, like, company. You know, but... we have all these neocons saying, like, we need to impose, like, American values, like, on Iraq or whatever. How about uh, how about imposing U.S. standards of free speech on the global Internet? How about saying, yeah, you know what? Germany, yeah. you want to you want to have some stupid law about about this or that? Fine, but you can manage that. You can you can set up all your stupid little servers to to censor Twitter, and you'll have to do like some sort of back end thing on that. But like the internet needs to run on like U.S. law, right? And especially since especially since it was the U.S. that it's our tech was like, yeah, it's, it's it's the U.S. that invented the internet, you fuckers. So, <laughs> yeah, and and you can't be doing this with every country that has any particular sensibility. There's like what 160 something countries in the world. I haven't count last like I haven't counted in a while. But yeah, if any one country says, "Oh, this violates our rules here," like, uh, do we have to kowtow to like so the, like so either you you have to you have to say no to certain countries. Or you're gonna have to just say yes to every country and just have like total censorship. Nobody can say anything. Like, yeah, I agree. Now, by the way, um, I want to look through some of these um, some of these replies because they're kind of uh, they're kind of funny, actually, because uh, there's reply to reply. Huh? Do you think the speech becomes illegal if people use automation? This guy's in favor of the bots, by the way. I saw one of those. Now, where are the ones about hate speech and stuff? Let's see if I can find those. Uh, yeah, this is kind of what you said right here. There are several several problems with your argument, I'm afraid. Firstly, political processes take time, and the technology of social media is always changing and adapting, meaning the law is playing catch-up and the will of the people is usually ahead of it. Secondly, which law? Twitter is an international platform. The law in one country is different to the law in another. Indeed, the will of the people and blah, blah, blah. You know what? It's an American company. It's very simple, which law? The American law. 
Like, I mean, is this even a question? Right? Like, I mean, you know, maybe there's yeah. certain things you have to block in certain countries according to their well, see, you know, see, rules. Well, see, Elon, Elon's thinking about, I want to do business in the EU, which means I, which means maybe you have to play ball with the EU, maybe. But, like, I, well, maybe or, you cuck or, it in the EU, but that doesn't mean it has to be cucked over here, right? There's certain things they could block over there if they really want to. They do that now. Right, right. And then just, and then not have like VPN advertisements yeah. all over the EU. Yeah, exactly. Say, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I guess it's up to him how far he goes with it. Do you think he's going to cuck or is he going to, you know, how hard is he going to go? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. See, see, the thing is, I think Elon Musk, he's looking at censorship. He's looking like, oh, Donald Trump lost his Twitter account. That's bad. Um, but he's not thinking about like, like, the, like basically rewriting the the BIOS or basic input output system of, you know, like like the oppression narrative, like saying, yeah, you guess what, slavery in the U.S. wasn't really bad. Uh, yeah, these racial inequalities, their functions, genetic differences, uh, the Holocaust uh, didn't really happen. Like like fundamental beliefs, right? And the thing is, that's like. This is something I've said for a lot, for a while. Is that the point of the internet is to deny the Holocaust? Basically, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, that that's kind of a pithy way of saying it. The point of the internet is to is to say things that you can't say elsewhere, and to and to spread messages you can't spread any other way. And and the more you go against that, the more you, it's like, well, what's what's even the purpose of this? Like, what's the pur- like? What is the purpose of watching like Destiny? Like. I mean, Destiny, you're, there's already multiple versions of you on the news, okay? Like, there's already, you know, there's we already have Chris Wallace, okay? We already have Rachel Maddow. I mean, Destiny's probably, you know, a little bit smarter than those people, but it's the same basic thing. So, like, you know, what is what is the point of the internet? And that's what sometimes we need to say to a lot of people is like, you don't, you don't have a purpose on the internet. Like, Vouch doesn't have a purpose on the internet. You can just go to any sociology department or read the New York Times, and you know what Vouch is going to say. So, so like, the free speech only met, like, when they talk about free speech, oh, we can have free speech, but we're not going to have free speech on this or that. But, the, 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 but, like, the whole point of free speech is to question those things in a meaningful way that has a pathway to actually change people's minds you know like the, the point of free speech like to like to someone like angela merkel the point of free speech is to politically kill you right the point of free speech is to politically kill you know macron right that is the point that there's you know any speech that props up someone like macron that's already legal right, right? so Anyway, we're well, not challenging anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, right, right. What, what are you doing? I mean, it's, it's fine. Like it's it is your free speech for sure, but it's not challenging speech. Like this is not what free speech. You know, those type of principles were meant to protect. Uh, you know what I mean? Non-controversial speech. That's not. That's not the name of the game. Uh, and that doesn't mean right. you have to agree with it or not. But that's what you know. That's the whole point. Uh, and so. I see this guy. I mean, they don't get it. A lot of people just do not have the reverence for free speech. Um, And, you know, another thing, another thing they don't really appreciate is that like, is that how much of like they're, they're being circular and they don't even know that they're being circular. Like they'll say, Oh, if we have speech, bad ideas could gain traction and that's like an argument against the free speech but the, but like do you see how that's circular well, honestly like, people like this the, have like made... the, the, the bad the bad ideas the bad ideas 
that you think are bad ideas is because of the censorship, right? If they weren't censored, you'd hear them and you go, oh, this kind of makes sense or whatever, right? So, well, also, so they've, are, they've ahead, ruined sorry. some of my, you know, idealism about free speech. Uh, and, you know, we've had people on this program, you know, say, you know, fuck free speech, basically, for my enemies, etc., which I actually understand <laughs> a lot more now. Uh, you know, I used to not be that way or even consider that type of stance. But uh, you see what our enemies say. Uh, and they're not concerned about free speech whatsoever. Um, it just so happens that, uh, you know, it's in our favor at this point. But. I don't know. What do you what do you say to that argument? Free speech is not even really something to hold up. Uh, I am a free speech absolutist, and I'm not going to say anything other than that. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. So, now, here goes this guy. He says, let's say in Denmark a few people burn Quran in name of free speech, and now the video is on Twitter in name of freedom. And how would Twitter... Uh, how would it be under your censorship about this is so broken in syntax I can barely even make it out, but I guess he's saying one plus billion Muslims would, would find it hurtful. So so I guess we need to not have that. Um somebody else complaining that Elon Musk hasn't blocked, which doesn't even make sense. Um well, who, Elon Musk what does that what does that even mean? It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. What he can't block people personally? And plus he already had you blocked. Like it's not even like like you're blocked from Elon, so you can't comment on his posts. Who cares? Nobody reads comments. Like, yeah, shut up. Like, you can you can still retweet. You can respond. Like like I don't know. That's what's so what I find kind of kind of strange that like, people think about blocking. It's like blocking doesn't like I don't I don't know, Ralph. Why don't you just block kiwi farms or just ignore them? <laughs> like, well, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, just right. ignore them. Yeah, they'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, when Trump's running and, like, he's responding to people attacking him. Um, I remember, um, uh, I think it was it was one of my sisters was saying, well, why doesn't Trump just uh, let it roll off his back? Why is he so, so thin-skinned and responding to everything? Just let it roll off his back. Just ignore it. And, and I'm thinking that's sort of a mentality that you have when you're not, like, I don't know, you could say content creator, but when you're not like running a show or making videos or whatever, um, it's like, like they, they're thinking, they're thinking sort of at the level of like how most people operate where somebody saying something mean to you only matters if it like, you know, if it actually gets to you, if it doesn't get to you, you can just ignore it because it doesn't have any effect beyond that. But when you're sort of at like, I guess, like um, uh, uh, operating within like a bigger audience. And obviously you and me, like obviously nothing, anything close to like Trump or Elon Musk or sure. anything like that, but, but it's the same principle, right? So blocking just doesn't matter. And, and just ignoring, like you can't ignore something that's building up steam. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And ignore but. only goes so far. Uh, you know, you have thousands of people or whatever coming at you with some bullshit. Uh, you can only ignore it for so long. Like the shit I talked about at the beginning, I ignored it first, but cause I thought it was preposterous and it is, but you know, you have this, uh, swell of people out there saying a lot of bullshit. Well, if you're in the public eye, you're talking for a living every single day. You're probably going to have to talk about it sooner or later whether you think it's ridiculous or not um now of course they define that as they won basically by getting you to talk about it which i mean to a certain extent they did uh 
but what are you going to do? Just not talk about the wild slander going out around the, you know what I mean? Like eventually you're going to probably say something about it. Um, and you know, I, I know the principle as well as anybody else. Oh, don't respond. You know, you're feeding the trolls. Um, but that only goes so far. Um, and you know, I don't like, you know, I, eventually you see a ridiculous lie about you enough. You want to respond to it too. It's just human nature too. Right. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't, um, uh, impart anything other than, you know, it's frustrating and eventually you just want to respond and you feel like you need to. So, yeah, um, Obvi- yeah. Obviously, you ignore as much as you can, yeah. but eventually, like, is I don't know. Like when, like, I- I'm thinking like from Trump. Like when CNN's saying something, you can't ignore it. Right. Like, it's it's there. Like people hear it and just say and that's what George Bush. That that was like the Karl Rove Bush strategy. Like after the the Iraq War was just ignore the press. And Karl Rove later on said, "Yeah, that was a that was dumb. That was a bad idea." Yeah, and again, you know, I've tried to do it too, and it usually doesn't work. You know what I mean? (laughs) After a certain point, it's like, well, they're just out here trumpeting their bullshit. Uh, You you might as well answer it. Um, So uh, here goes another show. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Paraga Grawal sent $3 (laughs) greetings of the day. Good, sir. Thank you. I look forward to many fine manservants I can acquire with Mr. Must's generosity. I expect them to provide exceptional customer service. Glory to Shawa and Ganesh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, what were you going to say, sir? Oh, uh, I was just wondering, uh, how long do you think it's going to take for Trump to get back on Twitter? Um, I'm thinking within six months. Well, the deal closes in six months, so I'll say within 12 months. Um, 12 months? Yeah, and then the election, it'll be election season two. I mean, it just writes itself, dude. Like, right, right. Uh, say Elon takes it over, the elections happen this fall, maybe Trump comes on about this time next year, yeah. a couple months before. Yeah. yeah, maybe he comes on and he's, I don't know, I don't know how committed he is to this truth social thing. He's like, not, I don't. I don't see the point of, of truth social and parlor. I don't know as much about Getter, but I don't, well, like, okay, but there's Gab. And like, why would I like the point? That, like, the point of not Twitter is that you get to hear like everything, and like, oh, but I want to go to Truth Social so I can hear what like, yeah, republic like tr- like Republicans and Trumpism. <laughs> like, it's, it's just I don't see the point. And plus, Gab is like run by like this Christian fundamentalist farmer dude. Like, that's going to be that's like ultra reliability in terms of censorship, right? And that's something that that I was saying is like. You know, to people, there are people saying, Ryan, why are you getting on Koshi? It's run by Nick Fuentes, who did this, 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 and here's the whole lore of why Nick Fuentes is a bad person or whatever. And you had a spat with Nick Fuentes at one point, you yourself and all this. And I'm just thinking, it's like, okay, what, like, what's the point? Is the point to, like, first off, you know, I know with all of those things, it's like everything's a story, everything's a rabbit hole, whatever. But also, like, even so, like, what do you, okay, so instead go on Susan Wojcicki's platform? I mean, so, anyway. By the way, let me play this. No, I agree with you 100%. By the way, um, a lot of those people, Cozy is a behemoth uh, and a juggernaut, and it's just building steam every single day, quite honestly. Uh, And I see us here at the top of the board. It wouldn't even matter. Uh, We're not always at the top of the board, uh, but there's just a great, 
Uh, you know, I don't like the, I'm allergic to the word community traditionally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it is that type of thing here, right? Uh, and people hop. Yeah. You really don't have to leave Cozy the whole day. Um, you can just sit here and hop from stream to stream, different content, different creators. Uh, yeah. And I think it's only going to get bigger and better, to be quite yeah, honest. I can, I, can, I can hop from stream to stream and stream on everyone's stream. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can just hop around. Uh, now, let's see here. Uh, let me play that because uh, I think it was pertinent. RT Soon Live. God of Conquest 91 sent $3. Nick's going to appear on RT Soon Live according to his telegram. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to pull that up then, won't we? Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, RT. There's the feed right there. Uh, and we'll go and, ahead. Uh, and, uh, they made already your... I'll just mute it, and then we'll have it in the background here so we'll be able to see uh, when yeah. he comes up on the stream, and we'll we'll go uh, we'll go live with the feed. I mean, it's live now. Uh, yeah. did, did he give a time? On, is that central? Hold on. DD12 says uh, 8 central? That can't be because that's now. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I think that might be when the stream. That may, I don't know when Nick may be on whenever. Nick may be on for like a five-minute bit or something. Or. It says 8 p.m. Central, uh, but maybe they're showing um, the news right now. This is 8 Central, right? Well, it's 8.06 Central, so unless we just missed it. Um, but I'm thinking, well, let's see. How far back can we go? Three. Uh, we can go three back. I don't think we missed it, but let's see. Let's go back and skip around a little bit. Okay. No, I don't think we missed it unless it came on right before. You didn't miss it is what they said. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, we didn't miss it, but we got it there on screen. What do you think, uh, RT? Maybe they'll – did they ban their Twitter fully? I think they did finally, right? Oh, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy. I don't follow. I don't keep. Yeah, no, it's still evolution. up. It's still up, actually. Go ahead, Magagru. Magagru sent three dollars a ton. Yawarata Shanvin Chiri and Dawson to get Lisa son chosen. Convinced Dawson to get on Cozy? Now, what do you think about. Oh, hold on. Anonymous sent three dollars at Ethan Ralph. This okay. particular program started at 8 CST. Nick will be on it at some point. All right, we'll watch that then. We'll got it on the screen yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, what do you so, think about Dawson? Uh, I've I'm basically a fan of uh, most of his work. Did he make the uh, he made the the squirrel uh, documentary? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. All I can say is I'm a I'm a fan of just about everything Dawson. Uh, I'm a fan of, of Dawson's focus, which is on like Jewish influence and the Holocaust. Um, Twitter Jan, he, said, go ahead. He says some stuff about uh, like he has some views on hereditarianism that I think are kind of silly. Um, I don't know why he thinks what he thinks about that. Given that he's not like an institutional thinker and that he doesn't trust authorities, I don't know how you can go from that to like denying like biological race differences. But the thing is, that's not his focus. That's not, you know, his work is on the Holocaust and Jewish influence. And I, and he does amazing work on that. And I, and it'd be great to have Dawson on here. Um, yeah, big fan of, of Dawson. So. Very good. All right, now, and we're supposed to have him. He did, uh, 
email me yesterday, and we're supposed to have him debate Martinez on Putin, actually, uh, here pretty soon. But um, it's not going to be next week. I'm hoping week after next. Um, schedule fucked it up, but I'm hoping week after next. Now, Nick's going to debate counterpoints on May 6th. Uh, this Sunday, we don't have the promo for it yet. Uh, but this Sunday, May 1st, actually, it's going to be May 1st, uh, we're going to do, um, I guess that's May Day, actually. Uh, we're going to do Big Tech versus Big Papa Fascist, a.k.a. Andrew Wilson, live on the Kill Stream this Sunday. They said, I, yeah, I asked, what's the topic? What I said, personal yeah. animosity is the topic. So one oh. of those good old-fashioned <laughs> big don't. tech is like a like a nickname for big tech would be big papa fascist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big Keck. I saw Nick call him the other day. I like that one as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's gonna be uh, Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're sitting here watching RT News. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Let me see. Yeah. Oh, now here is the story about the Twitter lawyer. I'll move this over here. Their top lawyer. Monday was an emotional day at Twitter, even for its executives, Ryan. Shortly after billionaire Elon Musk bought the powerful social media platform, top lawyer, top Twitter lawyer, Vijaya Gotti, called a virtual meeting with the policy and legal team she oversees to discuss what the new ownership could mean for them. Gotti cried during the meeting as she expressed... Bye, that's what it means for you. Oh, bye, Felicia, that's what it means. Tried during the meeting as she expressed concerns about how the company could change, according to three me- people familiar with the meeting. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is tough. She acknowledged that there are significant uncertainties about what the company will look like under Musk's leadership. Twitter spokesperson Trenton Kennedy More profitable. said Caddy became emotional when discussing her team's impact and the pride she feels in them. Sources confirmed that she spoke at length about how she is proud of the work her team has done and offered her employees encouragement, using urging them excuse me, to keep striving and do good work at the company. Gaddy, who has worked at Twitter since 2011, is the key executive charged with overseeing Twitter's trust and safety, legal and public policy functions. She is seen internally as Twitter's, quote, moral authority and the executive tasked with <laughs> handling sensitive issues like harassment and dangerous speech. Bitch, you're done. She played a key role, leading role, in negotiating the deal between Twitter and Musk. Wow, I'm sure she loved doing that. She had no yeah. other choice. God, that's beautiful. He really just made them eat shit, didn't he? God, I love it. God, this is beautiful. It. He walked in there and made them eat shit, and they didn't think they were going to have to eat the shit. That's the craziest part. Like, they just fucking massive shit sandwich, and he had the, um, the what is it? The um, they, they got a fee. What is it? I forgot the name of the clause. Uh, but they have to pay him if this deal doesn't Ooh. go through. Yeah Twitter, yeah, Twitter has to pay him. Not only that, they have a they wanted a um, what is it? I forget what it's called, um, an open look clause or something, basically where they could shop around and shop this deal around to see if they could get any potential buyers. He also refused to let them do that too. So there's a penalization fee that Twitter will owe him, and he refused to let them shop around. See, this is this is this is what's nice. People need to be like really concerned about is all of these archaic laws that like force people to do things like that basically forces Twitter to sell. Like you have to sell, right? Cause you're a public company. You're supposed to be making money. You're supposed to be a profitable organization. So here comes the profit and you gotta, you gotta play ball. And, and 
yeah, yeah. So this is just another example of like archaic laws that end up like making things better. <laughs> so yeah, that's exactly archaic, right now. Archaic corporate law. Uh, let's see, as no, as news of Musk's official takeover broke, policy and legal employees at Twitter fretted at the meeting about what his leadership could mean for the company's craftly, carefully crafted online speech rules, including its policies <laughs> against hate speech, misinformation, and even political <laughs> advertising. I think everyone at Twitter, regardless of how they feel about the news, is feeling reflective and emotional, said one Twitter employee. We've gone through a lot in the past two years, and I think it's generally instigated a lot of reflection. I think this was more of an acknowledgement of the uncertainty everyone is feeling right now. And they didn't immediately respond to requests for comments, but uh, uh, here's some of the other uh, comments from her in 2015 op-ed. I'm often inspired by the vigorous debates on controversial issues that occur on Twitter, but I've also been seriously troubled by the plight of some of our users who are completely overwhelmed by those who are trying to silence healthy discourse in the name of free expression. So basically, she's a bitch, and uh, now she's uh, on her way out, I would expect. And uh, Elon did have something to say about her article, and he said this, or about her, this article, and he said this, suspending... The Twitter account of a major news organization for publishing a truthful story was obviously incredibly inappropriate. Uh, and she was the one responsible for that, all hype. I'm not sure if you knew that, but uh, the, the yeah. Washington Post, uh, not the Washington Post, the New York Post got suspended over the Hunter Biden story. So Right. And the, so, yeah, that happened uh, with the Hunter Biden thing and also with the, uh, uh, they also it, sort of a system wide walk back on. The uh, the lab origins of COVID. Um, apparently, they and and I, I saw this. I think it was. I don't know if it was one of the. You know, it was one of the City Times that had like an article talking about how ludicrous it is that the uh, that the virus came from the uh, Wuhan Virology Institute that was less than ten miles from the Wuhan wet market. That this was just an absurdity. Um, but they actually edited a previous article and didn't note the edit like right. supposedly like real journalism you're supposed to like note we edited blah 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 you know this is what we edited blah blah but they didn't do any of that they just said uh no it may be uh debatable whether <laughs> you know, so so um yeah well so, you yeah. uh, you know it's not a, supposed to be like even a blog you're supposed to note it but uh you know a, a regular media outlet especially is supposed to note any changes by the way, here's right. Nick Fuentes live right now on oh. RT News. Let's go ahead and uh, listen. Radio host Kerry Harrison and Michael Ratzenwald, former professor of liberal studies at the New York University. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to RT International. It's great to have you with us. Um, Kerry, I'm going to start with you, if I may. Um, now, Elon Musk has claimed that he will adhere to free speech principles. What do you make of this promise, and do you think it's easier said than done, given the current climate? Well, it's private property. So he can do whatever he wants. He can put, you know, rusted school buses on there, boats, decide who does what and not, except, of course, in the EU, where they have true laws now about hate speech, about uh, other issues that he will be forced to comply with or pay a fine. It may be worth it to him to pay a fine. And you mentioned Jeff Bezos earlier. Well, that sounds like jealousy to me, because if you're this uh, entrepreneur, such as Elon Musk, who doesn't seem to have a ton of empathy, but he's very brilliant, very creative. And you now have 
basically the world's largest megaphone and you could push the batteries that you have all around the planet, every car, every solar cell. What a good investment. So free speech, what does that really mean? Do you really care even? If you get more people using the platform, it's a bigger platform. Your investment has a better return on investment. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Michael. Now, we have seen some backlash and concern from critics of uh, Musk's free speech plans. Uh, while some have been obviously publicly promoting the principles of free speech, where do you stand on that? Well, I think we couldn't do any worse than what Twitter has been to date, which is effectively a censorship and propaganda organ uh, for the Democratic Party and the um, the state, for, for uh, lack of a better term, really, is what it is. And uh, so now we have the possibility, and I'm not saying it's definitely a guarantee, that there'll be uh, some lifting of this censorship and some uh, lack of preference for uh, official propaganda and that we'll have actually uh, a, a free space for actual discussion, which is not a threat to democracy as it's being put uh, by the uh, left gate, the leftist gatekeepers, but it's actually the representation of people's voices in the public sphere. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Michael. Um, Nick, would you agree with that? Do you think there's a risk of, um, of, of letting free speech go unfettered on Twitter? Do you think that we're at risk of seeing a rise of hate speech and fake news? No, I, I think if you look at where the fake news is coming from and the problems with unfettered information, I think it's coming from the American regime and from the U.S. State Department. I'd be a lot less concerned about so-called hate speech from censored individuals than I am about uh, the narratives coming from the State Department about chemical weapons being used in Ukraine, weapons of mass destruction in Russia or elsewhere. I'm a lot more concerned about the information coming from the Americans than coming from, uh, or rather, I should say, the American state than coming from uh, censored American people on social media. Okay. Well, talking of the American state, Kerry, what do you think the reaction from the government will be to this? We've seen, broadly speaking, maybe a divide down the political lines with some Republicans who do feel maybe a little bit unfairly targeted by social media being glad to have access back to Twitter, and some Democrats maybe a little bit hesitant about uh, Musk's takeover. What's your take? Well, let's remember again and again and again, it's it's not a free, it's a free public space, but it's owned by somebody. It's private property. This is not some public park that everyone's taxes are paying for. This is somebody has a right to kick people off the lawn if they don't like them. It's true that Ku Klux Klan rallies and Nazi slogans are considered unsavory in the United States, at least in modern times. Um, and so the people that own Twitter just like Facebook, just like any other private company, have a right to block stuff they this don't like. I'm not defending this. I'm also, as Elon Musk calls himself, yeah, a First Amendment absolutist. My Perfect. family came Power. over in the Mayflower. My ancestors Water. signed the Declaration of Independence, except, of course, for yelling fire in a crowded theater if it's not on fire, and other things of that nature. Is this bad for democracy? No. The solution to hate speech, to speech that one doesn't like, you don't like, is for the other guy to speak just as loudly or more loudly. That's uniquely American. So let's con continue with that and hope that, ironically, uh, Elon Musk, who thinks free speech is absolute and perfect, 
he should also be pushing that back in his home country of South Africa, where they might be able to take a pointer or two about why that's huh. a good idea. Mm -hmm. So leave it to the, the court of public opinion then. Um, Michael, Jen Psaki said that no matter who runs or, or owns Twitter, the president has been concerned about the power of large media platforms such as Twitter. Where, where is the line between this freedom of speech and possible government influences stepping in on this? Well, the government's been stepping in for the past decade. And in fact, uh, you know, the Biden administration has basically ordered Facebook to do surveillance on its users and to report misinformation and disinformation regarding COVID, for example. So it's not as if the state is not already is not already intervening and interloping in this public sphere, uh, in this private, uh, privately owned public sphere. But uh, so it, it really couldn't get any worse. And I think uh, I, I agree with Nick that this has been a what the, the real danger here is actually Twitter being used as a state microphone, which is really what it, a, a, a megaphone, which is really what it's been used for. It's been used to propagate particular narratives, to, to squelch other views and, and to basically promote a, a, a particular. What was that last picture, by the way? Mm hmm. Nick, one of the world's richest men will be in charge. What was that picture? Of this platform. It's quite, I mean, it's obviously nothing compared to Facebook, but it's still quite an influential social network. Do you see any dangers there or not? No, I, I, I agree actually with one of the previous panelists. Uh, the problem was how Twitter was previously being managed uh, before Elon Musk. Uh-oh, no! Musk owned Twitter. Twitter was owned by... Uh, Saudi crown prince, BlackRock, and other financial institutions. And it was being used to steer the public discourse in America towards the, the interests and the agenda of the American state. So um, when we're talking about changes in ownership, it's not really a question of what is ideal or what is perfect, but is it better than what came before? And I think that unquestionably, American social media has been used for evil. Uh, basically, I think since the 2016 election, when all this censorship really began. So, as far as will this be good or bad? Well, I don't think it get. I don't think it could get much worse than where we were. Uh, one year ago when Twitter banned the sitting president of the United States. So um, certainly, I think. Why didn't they get Medicare the on here? Situation. I think it'd be better maybe if Twitter were maybe nationalized or something. And actually the first amendment applied to the platform, but uh, I don't think it's worse than the previous owners. Okay. Kerry, how do you think users should be kept safe on, on, on Twitter from, from hate speech? Or do I have a feeling you want to respond to Nick there? I, I saw some expressions. I'm just reeling at these, I think they think they're conservatives trying to wanting to nationalize Twitter, hand it over to the very uh -oh. government that we've just heard for 10 minutes is the problem. The problem is the government has its fingers in there. Now nationalize it with the government, please. These arguments are insane. You either Please. are an American who likes the Constitution, who loves the First Amendment, and is willing to take a slap in the face on private property. I'm not getting slapped in the face. Nothing is more important in the United States. Remember, we left the King of England because there was no Still private likes to property. Get slapped in the face. And were property of the king. So enshrined in our Constitution on the ass is too. that right to own private property. If you're wearing crappy shorts and a stupid hat and someone doesn't want you on their lawn, they get to kick you off, period. You want the government to take over Twitter and you're calling it uh, 
uh, uh, you know, the voice of state media. You've just made state media. So please, please, we're watching and listening to this, and we know that is malarkey. Nick, Nick I'm going to give you an opportunity <laughs> to, to respond to that. What would you say? Well, I would say the idea that uh, a restaurant kicking somebody out because they're not wearing their shoes or shirt, I don't think that's comparable at all to something like Twitter or Facebook. Uh, Elon Musk accurately pointed out that this is the digital public square. This is where the public discourse is happening. And I think that the First Amendment should apply to it. call it a private company or something like this. It's 300 million active users on Twitter, two and a half billion on Facebook. It hardly has the same significance as a lemonade stand or a McDonald's. Uh, I think that the importance is that free speech is enshrined when we engage in the public square. And where the public square is now is on these so-called private platforms. I think it would be far more beneficial if they were nationalized and if the First Amendment did apply. And if your right to platforms was treated like your right to telecommunications or other things. AT&T can't turn off your phone lines, but... Twitter yes. can turn off your Twitter account. Facebook can turn off your Facebook account. Um, you know, this sort of libertarian idea that the founders intended for Twitter to be owned by Saudi crown princes and BlackRock, it's just ridiculous. It's the height of folly. Uh, Michael, quickly, I'm going to give you your chance. What's the, the what height of folly? On the nationalization of Twitter? Uh, yeah, I, I totally disagree with it. I want to make that perfectly clear. I think that uh, free and fair competition is the way to ensure, to ensure free speech. And uh, th that is what has happened is we've had state uh, protected monopolies in effect. And that's why we have the situation that we do, because the state has been meddling in these corporate uh, affairs. And so I, I totally disagree with the idea of nationalizing. I'd like to see more competition, less monopolization, and less regulation uh, all, of, all the way through. Okay, well, I believe we're not, you, you, you're not going to agree entirely on that. But moving on very quickly, we don't exactly know what Elon Musk is going to do with Twitter. We, he wants to make some of the algorithms open source, boost free speech, and authenticate humans. Um, what do you think, Kerry, he's, he's going to do with Cringe that platform? Cringe came out. it as well. He did hint at uh, fewer ads on the platform and maybe move to a subscription model. By all means, he is advanced level brilliant entrepreneur. He's turned outer space into a commercial tourism adventure. I mean, this is the stuff of H.G. Wells happening right now in front of us. He's now bought up the largest bullhorn in the world in many ways. And, and by the way, the New York Times is also a huge publishing organ. I don't hear anyone saying that they should publish everybody's op-ed. It's kind of the same thing. Elon Musk is uniquely whimsical. He'll do what he does. But one thing we know he will do 100% is he will exploit this platform to sell his batteries, to sell his technology, to sell everything he's involved in. That's the end game here. It's not that he's worried that little Timmy doesn't have a place to go shout. It's he's a very smart guy. And he knows in order to sell product, you have to own the entire store. Mm. And I don't he has think no that's what it's about that. at all, actually. And most of us don't, as long as we think we that's can like fairly compete. This and that's not... why monopolization what is the issue, but not the platform or the content. Well, gentlemen, as much as I'd like to talk about this more, I'm afraid we've run out of time. We'll have to wait and see what the future holds for Twitter under Elon Musk. Uh, Nicholas Fuentes, the president of America's First Foundation, radio host Kerry Harrison, and Michael Rectonwald, former professor of liberal studies at the New York University. Thank you very much for your time today, gents.
Thank you. Thank you. Well, for more on any of those stories, there we go. Nick Fuentes there, um, live on RT News. Uh, I don't think it's about the Tesla thing. I mean, that's kind of like a side benefit, maybe. Um, yeah. that, that I think be able- there's more cost-effective yeah. ways to do that. Too. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like buying as many ads as he wanted on Twitter. He could buy out Twitter ads from now until eternity uh, okay. for half that price, not even. Um, he, he could do that. But I think it's about, and I talked about this earlier, by owning Twitter, he just upped his social cachet a huge degree. It was already huge, by the way. He was already the richest sure. man in the world. He was already talked about in all the tabloids. He's already Elon fucking Musk. Everybody knows who he is. A lot of people anyway but now he's elon musk tesla owner spacex owner or controller and also he owns one of the major social media networks so now his cachet in the media never ends basically yeah i mean and even if everything else falls apart he'll still yes. be the head of twitter right. benefits from all the i don't know it's like these boomer boomers they don't Do they like, not they get don't it at all network effects Sorry. No, I, no, I just, go ahead. No, I want, I'd rather you talk, but I'm just saying, do they not understand at all the benefits of him, you know, owning this? Like, go far beyond, um, you know, working Tesla into it. Like, that's not even, yeah. this is so far yeah, beyond. Is it, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Elon at this point is thinking about how I can become the richest man yeah. in the world. And this, and that guy, and the thing is, that guy saying that is like, that is, that is what, like, uh, I guess we could call Boomer Lulbert thinks about everything he's thinking about it in terms of like oh how's it going to help his stock his 401k or he's thinking in the in those terms and he's also thinking about like i don't know it's like i remember it's weird because i remember thinking that way i remember thinking that way um i remember thinking like in terms of in, in terms of like oh well it's a private company they can do what they want start your own twitter right. and not and just not thinking at all about network effects. And I remember when I was on, I was actually on Worski. Your your good your good friend Worski. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, they had these two libertarian guys on, and we were talking about like um, uh, government uh, regulation of social media. And like uh, this guy Sean Last and I were talking to this guy Shane DK and and some black guy, um, and. And they were, t- and we were going on, and he was saying, "Well, if you think uh, Google censorship is bad now, uh, well, just wait until the government takes over. Then it'll be really bad." <laughs> and um, and of course, we had to te- we had to respond to him. We had to say, "Well, you know, there's this organization called American Renaissance, and they have like their little meetup or whatever. And the thing is, they only." do their meetups now at government-owned hotels. Why? Because with a government-owned hotel, they have all sorts of legal obligations, right? If you faithfully pay for your rent there to, for, to rent out a room, like, you get the room, and they are legally compelled to honor that contract. Whereas these private companies, you know, they get, you know, they, they get, like, five people outside holding signs, and they just, they just fold. You know, they get they get like three phone calls and go, oh god, what was after? You know, they, they don't they don't get it. And so, and yeah, it's like these, they they just don't understand sort of the, like the political economy of of censorship and private companies. And and that other guy was saying, oh no, it should be it should remain a private company and capitalist and blah 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 blah. And I'm just thinking, it's like, I wonder if he knows or if he's aware of it. Is that mean that it's like that means they can, they're more easily manipulated if they're not under government control? I don't know why I'm talking about government control. Is this it's Elon Musk? It's not government control. But I'm just 
I don't know, it just makes me that mode of thinking just makes just sets me off. Okay. Yeah, know, and again, I know it too well. I have no doubt he has a ton of ideas to make money on Twitter. I don't I also don't think he <laughs> bought it thinking he was going to take a loss either. Uh, you know, but uh, I think it goes far beyond Oh, let me work the Tesla tie-in. No, I, not that he won't, you know, do some some type of crossovers and stuff. Uh, but I think it's the like he owns one of the major modes of communication in the world now, uh, yeah. and so uh, which and I it, think is more important than Facebook. I do too. Saying people they say Facebook Facebook gets more traffic. It's true, but it's mostly like you know let me let me oh Bob shared a picture of him yeah. fishing right that or his Twitter is like. Yeah. Oh, the president just threatened North Korea. You know what I mean? Like, or something crazy like that just have. You know what I mean? And all the celebrities use it, or most of them, uh, almost all the media, really almost without exception, pretty much, uh, are on there to an obsessive degree. Um, it's just cu- more culturally important than, than, fa- than any other social media network, really. Um, and it's just blatantly obvious, too. So, um, Well, I still think YouTube is the most important. Really? Well, because well, because video, because because maybe, but I think more news happens not, on Twitter. You're not gonna be persuaded by a tweet. <laughs> yeah, but more news happens on Twitter. Look at how many videos on YouTube are about tweets that were made. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, sure. In terms of, I guess, in terms of getting out the news quickly, like the news hooks. Yeah, Twitter may be more important, but I think YouTube is more important in like. Probably, the ideological yeah. battle because like an be. hour-long video that you can convince someone of something. That's not possible on Twitter. Right? Yeah, I'm open to that. I'm open to that argument, actually. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of it is playing off what ha- already happened uh, on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree but with everything's that. more important than Facebook. <laughs> right. Everything's more important. Yeah, well, right. How many stories? I mean, I guess every once in a while, but how many times do you hear, oh, this broke on Facebook? Not very often. How many no, times do you hear this broke on Twitter? All the fucking time, every day. Right. Really. right. So uh, it's just not the same. Oh. King Fox sent three dollars. Have you seen Keith Woods' new look? He looks like a Bond villain. I haven't actually. No, that's not true. I did see it yesterday, but I haven't pulled it up on air. Uh, is what I was about to say. Uh, but uh, I see it now. There we go. Wow, he's got the full he beard lo- there. He looks a lot older with well with a beard. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, one hundred percent. By the way, he sent this too, and we did care to watch, and we did watch. Butch Gizzard sent $3 Fuentes on RT here shortly. What did you would think? you care to watch? Uh, Love the show. We did watch. Thank you very much. What did, what did you think of the appearance overall, by the way? Oh, I, I think he's a, he's a very handsome young man. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Not this. I mean the RT News. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Nick did fantastic. Fantastic on the spot. He, like, he was saying what I was thinking, but he did it in a live pressure setting. So I think he, he did he did great, and it's you know it's kind of moments like these where where it's like Nick Nick said something about in like when he was nineteen that I didn't like or something is just seems really petty as soon as like you see you know him go out and do stuff like this and and you and and it makes it more clear like okay like and the, those two guys those aren't the real like hardcore turbo shit lives right that he was arguing with but but that's. Like that's the world that that's like the real world outside of like these in, internecine uh, drama things. So people, right? Know. Yeah, I mean it does look silly compared to that, right? Uh, right. He went from arguing with Medicare about you know, this crazy shit into this. Here we go. Conquest ninety one sent three dollars. Ralph, 
I'm confused. Mm. All the trannies on Twitter told me <laughs> that Medicare won the debate with Nick. If he won, why did RT not have Medicare on for this segment instead of Nick? Well, Medicare works for the State Department, so here we go. DD12 sent $3. We need blood sports with Nick and that retarded long. Honestly, I was kind of thinking the same thing. That dude... Uh, the guy on the right, the far right, seemed like he was more with Nick, with Nick until he said nationalized, and he couldn't go there. Although I agree with Nick. I've said that for years. I am more uh, of the nationalized camp, or at least a strong law that forbids them from banning people, basically, for legal speech. Um, yeah. So that's been my position for many years. And I, we've talked about it on this show, so when I hear it, it's not even a shock to me. Uh, but when they heard it, they're like, oh, my God, no, what do you mean, nationalize? What? We can't do that. Hold on. Right. Um, when I don't think that that's – now, well, I – like, Well, go ahead. sacrilege to a lot of What's well, sacrilege to them? <laughs> but, I mean, it's not – okay, I kind of am sympathetic to the argument, well, you don't trust the government. Like, this is the same government you've been talking shit about, uh, and you say nationalize it. Okay, that's a fair point. But, I mean, obviously, I'm talking about a different kind of government <laughs> that would be nationalizing Twitter in the first place, right? This cucked-ass right. fucking Zog no, bullshit's not going to do I, it in the first I, place. I think, I think if you nationalize it in the U.S. today – like, again, this is going back to all sorts of archaic legal protections. Like, the courts have been very good about the free speech. And and that's and, and as a private company, it's like, yeah, they can kick you off your lawn whatever you want. If it's nationalized, now you have all sorts of constitutional protections. Go ahead. Like libertarians have their trigger words. Yeah. Nationalize and flip their shit. It made them lose their shit when he said nationalize. It was, it was literally that, dude. Libertarians are like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and if you nationalize it in Europe, if you nationalize it in Europe, then, okay, then it's going to be subject to all these Europe, Europe speech laws. But then, like, so are, so are private companies. So, like, <laughs> well, yeah. Keep in mind where they're speaking on hype. They're on RT News. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a nationalized news organization that they're broadcasting. I, I, again, that didn't even right. hit me. I saw somebody in chat mention it, which is an excellent point. That's true. Uh, which, uh, you know, maybe don't say that yeah, on air. That might more, offend more, them. More but, free speech on state-owned yeah. state-owned media than there is in the West. It's like, okay, you're on RT News. What a controversial opinion, nationalizing Twitter. Wow, who, who could have ever thought of I mean, something like that? Maybe Vladimir Putin? Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Obviously, that segment was wasn't really for Russian consumption. That no, was for, no, it's not. That was for NATO. Yeah, obviously. yeah, but, it's uh, not. Um, yeah, but so, uh, that was hilarious how they just got work like the show. You know how somebody said stuff like that guy immediately as soon as he heard nationalized. Like I said, it's not even it's not controversial to me. Uh, I hear that all the time, right? We've heard that on the show many times, and I'm basically in, I'm in favor of that. Uh, or like I said, at least. Um, and I think Nick kind of alluded to that too. At least some type of strong protection where they're forbidden. Yeah, you know, if not, and and, he's, yeah. and he cited he cited the precedent that exists with the uh, with uh, the water company, the power company, yeah. the phone company. Right. It's like like these these are these are natural monopolies. These are network monopolies. It's like oh well, if you don't you know if you don't play ball with us, we're going to shut down your water. And if you don't like it, we'll just build your own uh, plumbing infrastructure. <laughs> It's, it's retarded, you know? right? And you, um, you're right. There's already precedent, and like you said, he cited it. I mean, the phone company. Uh, I'm fine if it's not a full take. I mean, there are, you know, 
complexities with nationalizing a certain, you know, a company like that, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a way to do it, you know, do something else, yeah. I'm open to that. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm open to, okay, you just can't ban anybody unless it's illegal. Um, yeah. Or there's certain I, types I think, of protections or yeah. review board or something. Like, I don't know. Now, Muskie's going to take it over. Maybe we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll test him yeah. out. But little little bit of Monday morning quarterbacking, like, like the I think I, the ideal thing to say would not be to say nationalize it and to just say let's do something like we already do with yes. the electric company, but that's kind of backseat. Just build your own country. Just build your own country. That's right. But yeah, you're right. You could say it like that uh, instead of even because nationalize is like a boogeyman term yeah. uh, for some of these people. Um, where yeah, you can say no. We need protections like we already have uh, for phone lines uh, and for water and power and stuff like that. Yeah, I like I like how you framed it there too, uh, and just never even use the word nationalize. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, now, that's RT News. Let's see. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Have you been watching any of that? Or? <laughs> no. I, I've, I watched a little bit from the, on Cozy TV on the, the, the Tequila Sunrise. I watched oh, a that's a bit pretty cool show. Depp. That's about it. That's a pretty great show during the day. I, you know, I'm a pretty big fan of that show. Now, uh, this is Howard Stern. Did you ever used to listen to Howard Stern? Just oh, say yes. I, I I had friends who listened to Howard Stern say he was like this. He was just a riot or something, and I I never got it. But well, because you're an upstanding dude, that's why you're you're wholesome. I got it back in the day, but now he's just some old you know sad cunt basically. Um, and so I have a clip of his. I'm going to play it. I was completely unaware of how entertaining the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is. I and wish I had watched the what first. What the fuck is Robin looks like a grandmother now? I guess she is. Yeah. What in the world? <sighs> That's a wig, by the way. That can't be real, can it? No, she's nat- natural. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't natural think redhead, so. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> natural. I know, yeah. Yeah, you go, yeah, you go around, you see all these black women with like these blonde wigs. So, oh, look, the blondes are here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I think that's natural. She's natural redhead. Right You're right. Season, you know, the trial over in London. I have not been watching it, but I do have a we can do this together. I can give you some of the highlights so you and I can get up to date on this thing. So Johnny Depp testified in court for two days last week. Tons of accusations. But here's the one. The key issue involves who shit in the bed (laughs) in 2016. (laughs) She's claiming it was the couple's dogs, but Johnny claims Amber pooped in the bed. And is you think she took it? Would she take a shit? Do you think a woman like this would take a shit in your bed? All right. I don't know. You can't tell from just looking at her. I mean, you can get jazzed up into a state and like I don't know, just like marking marking territory, establishing dominance. I don't know. It's It's a little strange though to just take a take a big shit. Let me see. I thought I had a. uh, I thought I had a clip. Didn't I have a clip on this? Ah, uh, fuck. I'm looking over here. I don't know. Do we? Do we know? What do we know about? Does she? Has she done freaky shit in the past? Like, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. She. I've. You know. I'm assuming yes. She probably is a super freak. But uh, and and then we don't know what Johnny Depp's into. Maybe you know. Just that. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, again, stuff. I don't know either. Um, but we did find out basically we had legal men on Tequila Sunrise earlier. We talked to him today about the case. He thinks Johnny Depp has a pretty good chance of winning. I was kind of um, down on his chances. Didn't really think he had much of a chance to win. Um, but uh, legal man went through and read, you know, the the brief and the response and all that. And he thinks Johnny Depp actually has a chance to prevail in this $50 million lawsuit uh, against Amber Heard. Uh, so I'm assuming it would be immediately appealed but still uh today we learned that amber heard quote this is not a quote this is a uh well you know psychologist whatever i'm not a psychiatrist psychologist whatever i don't know if you put much stock into that but uh said she had borderline personality disorder faked claims of ptsd that wasn't uh, wasn't true and faked physical abuse and i mentioned that it sounded very familiar to me, uh, in the history of life, sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, what, what do you do? What do you do with something like that, just in general? Well, just like, well, you, well, you, you were talking about so, psychology. There's like two psychologies. There's the part of psychology that psychiatry is from, which is crap. And then there's another kind of psychology, which is more quantitative, that... Basically, I th- I've always thought that psychology should be split into two different uh, disciplines because one is actually, like, fairly quantitative. Like, there's the psychology that does, like, intelligence research, right, among many other things. But, th- like, there's the psychology that is, like, very rigorous and likes numbers. And then there's the psychology that gives, like, qualitative descriptions of, like, internal mental states and tags them in the DSM and is, like, now starting to... I don't know. Have they, have they classified homophobia like a mental yeah. illness or something? Yeah. And they took trannies out and they put homophobia in. Everybody yeah. knows if you want to get your dick cut off, you're mentally ill. Uh, like right. this is just not even a question. Even people who are you know playing pretend with these uh, people um, know. If the they're deal. in like the Middle East, they'd say so. And th- th- this is um, there's a parallel to Afghanistan where there was an Af- Afghan who converted to a Christian and. Uh, and the the Afghan government that was there that was propped up by the U.S. Um, they, they, it was a, that was kind of an issue because according to their law, like well he's an apostate he should be killed, and so they said, uh, we're gonna just classify him as mentally ill and deport him. So I, I mean you're seeing sort of this, and I think you have yeah. sort of the same thing in like the Soviet Union the way like like psychiatry is used like if you question the regime you're like mentally ill and so and you're seeing that today if you don't want you know if you have a problem with people who want to chop their balls off like yeah well that kind of thing. and again you know i used to be the type of guy and, and you know at heart i really don't care uh if you chop your balls off go ahead but that type of laissez-faire attitude has led to, oh, now your kid has to sit for their presentation in public school. Uh, you know, now you have to adhere to their pronouns or it's a crime. You know, some of these places passing laws. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it, it's turned into, oh, the whole libertarian, uh, oh, just leave me. Who cares, right? It doesn't affect me. And that's really, it's kind of my baseline. Like, okay, I don't care if you cut your dick off. Right. But that type of attitude has gotten us to where we are now. Well, that kind of attitude, like, this is like, like sort of what I'm thinking is like, you have like in the brain, there's like the CPU and then there's like the, the application specific integrated circuit, right? The, like the CPU and the ASIC. <laughs> and like, and the thing is you have people who are, 
who have more or more CPU driven or more ASIC driven and like philosophy. And so the thing is you have people who come up with these philosophies and they're like logically consistent and all that stuff, but like human morality, like it just evolved. Like it's just sort of what worked, right? It's groups of hunter gatherers and what sort of ideas and biases and feelings that they had about each other would work. Right. And that's and that's all it is. And when you start to try to try to go from, oh, I have these moral feelings into this is like moral truth. Right. Then you get like libertarians to say, well, it's OK to like stop your ball. What does it matter to me? He's not chopping my balls off. You do what he wants. And the problem with that, though, is that that's not how the hard the brain hardware works. Right. It doesn't it, the brain hardware like didn't evolve to be like logically consistent or anything like that. It evolved to be supremacist. It evolved to have like these are the norms of our group. There's a certain amount of flexibility. There's a certain amount of innate ideas like fairness. There's a certain innate desire for fairness. Right. And and that's just sort of how it works. And you have these and there's kind of the the beliefs of the group and if you violate the beliefs of the group you're a bad person you get kicked out all right and that's just sort of how it is and coming up with like some philosophically consistent thing on the cpu side of it doesn't obviate the hardware which is inherently supremacist and totalitarian so and again look we all know it's it's all fucked up right like it's not it's not normal to Cut off your penis. Like, I mean, everybody knows that, right? Like, it's not a normal thing. Obviously, if you have that urge, you have a mental deficiency. There's something wrong with you. Um, To a big degree. Like, you know what I mean? What if you decided you wanted your arm cut off? You know, like, there are people like this, by the way. Yeah, there's fewer of those. No, there are, but there are people like that. That that, Yeah, that want to be disabled. Yeah, yeah, or, or I want, like animal claws for fucking hands like you see that too it's like yeah. you're sick you're not supposed to do that right it, well but we have the technology now that we didn't have in the past so you well, can so you can have you can have paw hands now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. i mean i don't know i guess i just was that guy and you know gay marriage i remember vividly being like i don't care if the gays get married who cares um, right. like who gives a fuck or who gives like that was me like I don't care about this I don't care about that just don't bother me and then it turns into no <laughs> we have to now we're having a you know presentation right. and you know I got a kid now dude I can't imagine I have two kids actually I don't uh, you know one's here with me um, I couldn't imagine sending her to public school dude like it's it is uh, I mean dude, I don't know homeschool, homeschooling is is booming right now like I can see why. So, yeah, but, but the thing is, uh, I guess we're talking about this. Uh, like, the fertility differential between shit libs and conservatives is bigger than it has ever been before. And so you're going to have – so I think you're already seeing it, a very, a very strange situation where you have, inst- like, legacy institutions run by a bunch of shit libs, but the new people that are going to be coming into existence in the later generations are going to be – like, and this gets into the like heritability of political views. They're going to be sort of genetically predisposed to be what we call quote unquote conservative because that has a big genetic component. And 
that's going to be interesting is what is all I'll say about that. It's uh, it's the ship is not going to, to continue as it's been going. I'm not predicting good things in the future or bad or necessarily bad things, but interesting things when you sort of have the conflict between like the, all the conservative newborns and the shit lib institutions and how that's going to play out. So now is the pendulum swinging a little bit? You know, we see Musk buying Twitter. Perhaps he's going to open it up. It looks like he's going to, he is, I mean, quite frankly, I'm going to go on record and I just don't see how he can do anything else. Now, is it going to be, you know, maybe not as open is it as gonna be like, Is it going to be like Gab? Yeah, right. I don't know that it's going to be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, right? Like, it might be, um, if he will just turn it back to Twitter 2014, I'm fine with that. Like, you don't even have to go back yeah. to Twitter 2012. Uh, it was even crazier way back when. Uh, but 2014, just turn it back to Gamergate Twitter, and I'm fine with that. Where I could call a tranny a tranny. I used to, man, I used to go wild on Twitter, like, posting their dead name photos and just, like, doing whatever. <laughs> like, it was fun back in the day, like, just doing whatever uh, on Twitter. If he would just turn it back to that, I'm fine with it. But you see the things uh, happening, him buying Twitter, perhaps – uh, and again, I'm no fan of the Republican Party uh, by any means. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, what else do we have, I guess? <laughs> uh, it looks like they're going to take back the House, probably the Senate this fall. Uh, Democrats maybe even in trouble. I know this is looking far ahead, but 2024, not looking that great, really. Um, right. What do you well, Biden, well, think? The pendulum it's, swinging. It's, uh, is it swinging? Well, I mean, it's sweet. I mean, you look at just look at the polls. Yeah, it's swinging sort of in terms of like party politics. Yeah, it's swinging like in in sort of the short term kind of party politics thing. Now, is that going to have a long term effect? Uh, I I don't know. Um, Certainly, the inflation is a is a huge deal. Um, But I'm sort of more. I, you know, I'm looking at the Biden presidency, and so, and I guess I'm starting to uh, become the guy who's connecting like the dots on like the newspapers on Joe Biden. Um, I'm actually uh, sort of looking at like I, I'm looking at all this stuff that's happening with first off Joe Biden shutting down the Keystone Pipeline just recently, shut down like a third of the uh, Alaska oil area. He just shut down a third of that, right? Recently, there's been a, currently 22 food processing centers in the U.S. that have been bombed. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Be, oh, you mentioned yeah. this in our messages before the show. What? Uh, no, I don't yeah, know about let me, that. Let me, let me find. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I found this uh, quite recently. Um, posting it in the cozy chat. But, yeah, they're burning. Like, apparently, food processing plants are just getting bombed all over the place. And, uh and 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 right as a time when food process food production is uh going down a uh, fertilizer cuz apparently we get a lot of fertilizer yeah, from we Russia do. we do and that's and that's not coming and guess anymore. what ukraine is one of the top like i think one of the top five providers too of like right. the, the same and, materials right and and ukraine is is a major producer of food so i'm looking at like so i'm i'm so here's sort of like how my conspiracy web is is going is you know Joe Biden? Okay, he like he had the Hunter Biden thing, basically, and the Chinese have that, and the Chinese actually like set Biden up, you know, uh, not Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, for that, and so now Joe Biden is, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking Joe Biden has to sort of play to the tune of the Chinese, and there's like Bannon and stuff that go into this like more more so, 
So I'm looking at Biden as kind of like a MacGuffin, right? <laughs> and that, that he's very easy to control. And so there's a lot of people in the U.S. sort of, you know. Now explain what a MacGuffin role. is. First off, I know exactly what a MacGuffin is. But uh, I, I, you know what? I'll tell you what a, a MacGuffin is like the object in a movie or work that everybody's after. Or like the focal point, basically. Uh, right. But the MacGuffin has no significance. <laughs> <laughs> really, right. right? It could be anything. Right. Anything could be the MacGuffin. It doesn't even matter. Like whatever they're after, right, or whatever the focal right. point is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the MacGuffin doesn't act. The MacGuffin right. is acted upon. Right. And and that's what and that's what I think Joe Biden is. And he's and so I'm, I'm looking at his at what he's doing. He's basically shutting down U.S. oil production. Um, right now, now all these attacks on U.S. food uh, processing centers. I don't know. I don't know who's doing them, but they're all coming at once. They're, they've all come in like a one week period and they're coming at about the time that Russia, you know, Russia's invading Ukraine. And now it's time for the new planting season and, um, and fertilizer prices have got, have gone up more than four times. So the, the amount of food that's going to be planted is, is going to be reduced. Food processing is being reduced or like Joe Biden is deliberately shut, shut down the Keystone pipeline, shut down the Alaska uh, oil, oil area. I mean, and, and I'm looking at the, and another thing a lot of people haven't heard of is that the United States has depleted about one third of its javelin stock. Those missiles that they're sending to Ukraine to take out the Russian tanks, right? They've depleted about a third of them. And I'm looking at how many Russian tanks have they lost? How many tanks has Russia lost? And apparently they've lost about, um, this is this is from like Business Insider, so take it with a grain of salt. Sure. It's probably a lot of war propaganda. They say they've lost about two thousand eight hundred forty tanks. Now that sounds like a lot, until you realize like the Soviet Union, I know, had over like thirty thousand at their peak. I don't know how many Russia has, but like I'm thinking, I'm almost wondering, cause, like, is Putin sending his old Soviet era stock? to deplete, right, which was expensive at the time, but not worth much now, clearing out this old tank stock <laughs> to, to, to basically in order to deplete um, the, the, the more recent and more current anti-tank weapon stock that NATO has. Is he, is he actually, is this actually a, a kind of a war against the military industrial complex in, the NATO, in NATO land? Because NATO is actually depleting more current stuff than what Russia is depleting, yeah, and yeah. also and so and so and th and that going in with the food crunch, with the resource crunch, and Putin putting the ruble on uh, the gold stand, the gold and gas standard that is apparently it's redeemable for both gold and gas now. It's tied to those those commodities, and I'm thinking. Putin, like, this, like what Putin's doing in Ukraine is much bigger than Ukraine, and it's and th there is a war, it's like there is a war going on <laughs> that is much bigger than Ukraine, and I'm looking at it kind of like neutral, like I'm not like oh. Putin bad, you know, anything like sure. that, but it's, uh, well, and again, he know. knew all this was going to happen. The move, the, the move to the, to the ruble, uh, refusing to, um, 
accept payment in dollars uh, from some yeah. of these European countries. Like he, you know, Putin, whether you think everything, I don't think has went necessarily directly according to plan. I think the Ukrainians probably have put up a little bit more of a fight than he thought, but he also war game for this too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right. and I think this whole endeavor was also an excuse for him to do these monetary policies, right? As well. Uh, and that this wasn't just, and you, and you see, he's got strong support from, from India and China. Uh, as yeah. well throughout this whole thing, um, and it's it's about shifting the unipolar world into a multipolar world is his long term objective, right? right? And, and, and Russia have- and Russia has been like slowly reorienting their economy towards China, yeah. Uh, and so 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 they're less dependent on like any sanctions that Europe is doing. Europe is now more dependent on stuff from Russia than they've ever been before. And he's tying and, and the ruble, you know, the ruble by tying it to gold, by, by tying the ruble to some material standard, some physical thing in the world, it's less subject to fuckery by Western finance, yeah. blocking dollar payments for things. Now he's 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 basically shitting on the dollar. I mean, Putin is wait or I don't know if Putin, but the Kremlin is waging a much more sophisticated uh <laughs> Full spectrum conflict with the West. I agree. Just, just then Ukraine. Well, so I haven't heard anybody even say this. And I'm, and I'm thinking when I saw the invasion of Ukraine, the way it was done at the beginning, I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to succeed or fail, but it's not going to be because of bad strat, bad grand strategy on the Kremlin's part. And I'm just, I'm connecting these dots, and I'm think, and the more I connect the dots, the more I go. Holy shit! The Kremlin is fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, like they're anyway. Well, and again, um, everything you're saying, like, it, it kind of go. Plus, it it means the West made the first move on all this too, right? So it's like, well, they were <laughs> right. Like, he's a, it's a response to what they did. And to me, this is these are things that he already wanted to do uh, long term in the first place. Uh, you know, the policies we're talking about, and then uh, in Ukraine. I don't think we've seen the end of Russian military surprises there. You know what I mean? Like Belarus, for one. Um, I know that was talked about that, early that was, on. That was a, that was a surprise. That was a yeah, but I, I mean, mean that bit, yeah, people were were thinking like, is Belarus really an independent country or is it just an appendix of Russia? And there was debate on that. I think in February when they invaded, that basically ended that debate. Uh, Belarus is part of Russia, basically. Yeah, but they haven't sent, as far as I know, they haven't sent their full, they haven't sent a full force inside Ukraine, have they not? Like, I don't know. Um, No, 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 no. The Russians aren't. I think they're just using Belarus as a staging ground, right? Like, I don't think, I don't know that the Belarus. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't think, like, Belarus has, like, one-fourteenth the population of Russia and, like, one-thirtieth the economy. That's so. and yeah, the, well, it's the, not the like it's the, the forces are not. Yeah, it's not yeah. like the necessarily the barbarians at the gate, but I mean, there are still some things uh, Russia can do. Like, I don't know. I feel like um, this whole oh, they're completely stalled out. Well, I mean, maybe they did stall out, but also they're kind of biding time. Like, I don't know. I haven't heard anything well, on the peace well, negotiation front. I think or anything they've like stalled. I think they've stalled out because they don't want to wage the kind yeah. of war they would need to wage to win. Right. Like that's what the U.S. does, and you've heard this before. People say, "Look, when the U.S. goes into Iraq, they literally just flatten everything and kill everyone." Right, and Russia's obviously not doing that. So, so yeah, it's going to be well. So, where do you see this going? Are they just you know stalling and going to cut some kind of peace deal, where they take you know some swath of territory in the east, or you know what what's going to happen here? 
Well, I think the war in Ukraine, like, look, you know, the war, what is Ukraine? What is so important about Ukraine? They're like one of the world's biggest food exporters. Right? Breadbasket of the world. And then, and now you're seeing all these attacks, all these, okay, this is where I get like conspira- conspiracy theory. Now you're seeing all of these Russian terrorist attacks at food processing centers. That's, that's my belief. Kind of, kind of. There's no direct evidence of that, but I, indirectly, I think that's what it is. And so, I think the war in Ukraine, whichever way the war in Ukraine went, is gonna, it's gonna really damage Western ability to to, to get food. And the and the ruble is, you know, the ruble has, has rebounded, and I think the ruble is just going to continue to go up and up and up in value, right? Since it's now, I mean, it's basically the only non-fiat currency in the world now. Like it's it's we're we're back to the gold standard more than gold gold and gas but it's uh, I mean it looks like Putin is creating sort of like a new I don't want to say a new world order but but yeah kind of a new world order not that he's going to take over the world but like a new dynamic entirely now the ruble is well, it's a like an thing. alternate world it's like an alternate world order almost you know what I mean yeah like, like uh, an alternate there you yeah, go an alternate like a, world order like a separate yeah. system almost and he has enough backing really to kind of pull something like that off um you know if it unfolds, and as long as Russia has China in their yeah. corner because because the thing is China and Russia their economies synergize like super well right because Russia we have the stuff you have the people you have the factories Russia has plenty of factories too, but like in general, that's how it works. Like, com- like their powers com- combined, they're like this mega industrial base plus mega resource base. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, you know, you're looking at like the Eurasian superpower. Eurasianism is real, right? Um, yeah, it really is. <laughs> you know, Uh-oh. and obviously, let's let's not say like Putin is going to be like the savior of the white race or anything. But I just think it's interesting because it hurts NATO, <laughs> right? It hurts NATO, and so like, um, and so. What do you it, think it, of it, uh, Dugan? Oh, I don't know much about Dugan. I think he has some. Um, I I think it's unfortunate that. A lot of there's a lot of surface level global developments that seem to vindicate what Dugan is saying, <laughs> um, but I don't know I don't know what Dugan's racial theories are. I don't think there's any truth to those. Um, and, and yes, I know I am saying both. I don't know what R- Dugan's racial theories are, and I believe they are false. So whatever they are, I believe they're false. <laughs> so kind of that was kind of like back in the ANCAP days when we would talk about mutualism. I, I would say I don't know what mutualism is, but but I know it sounds like wrong. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly what it is. Sounds kind of like some bullshit. Oh, by the way, there's a story on this. We'll play that. Uh, well, it's a little bit of a long video, but I'll I'll pull it up because it goes to what we're talking about. Fisherman sent this. Fisherman sent ten dollars grain stars. Grain mills, chicken farms, food packaging plants, and now cyber attacks on farms. It's a long clip, but there's some good heat bits. All right, let me pull this oh. up because this is this is yeah. from yesterday. Actually, it's 18 minutes. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, it's cyber attacks as well. I Did you see this? That. Yeah. No, I, well, I've seen I've seen um uh, articles on this. I haven't seen this this clip though. We'll see. And sugar refineries. And distribution centers. Oh, we played this guy before, Ice Age Farmer. Actually, he's talked about something similar to this. Maybe the same. It seems like we played this before, something on this topic. Facilities and the port of Beirut and so on and so forth. Indeed, in the last 24 hours, 
the entire alternative media and even Tucker and the mainstream media uh, are talking about this. And there's an explosion of awareness of the fact that our food supply is under relentless attack, that there is a manufactured situation Well, you know, I saw on. a story and yesterday it, that said we were going to run out of food, basically worldwide. Uh, food shortage, like full food shortage in 27 years that we were going to stop producing enough food for the populace, basically, um, which would be a dangerous situation, I think goes without saying. Uh, yes. if, if, that did, if that did happen. Engineered uh, food well, well, hey, and you're, you're just ahead of the curve. You're just getting prepared for that. That's right. You know? That's right. I'm stocking up. You know, I got to get these reserves in there. <laughs> this gut thing, they talk a lot of shit, but, uh, you know, they'll be wishing so, they yeah, had yeah, one when, in 27 when, years. When apocalypse comes. Now, if I make be... it 27 years, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Indeed, when I talked about this... I'll only have to eat once a week or whatever. This so. report, food supply spontaneously combusting, back in 2020, many people dismissed it as a conspiracy theory. After all, it was only a Two Sigma event back then. Uh, that's why I created this map, the food supply what incident the map, to try and keep track of all of these things. And indeed, some of these events are still impacting us today, over two years later. I'll pull some of those up tonight briefly. But now that it's a three sigma event, meaning off the charts, nearly impossible, statistically... We pulled up a video with a guy explaining uh, sigma events, and it was from... Um, God, it was from Bloomberg, actually. Um, man, I wonder if I could find that. Because it was one of the most fascinating videos I've seen the whole year, actually. Uh, I'll see if I can find it, but basically this guy... Uh, was predicting that the economy is going to, like, we're going in for a big, uh, we're going in for a big fall, is what he was saying. And um, I forget the uh, place he worked for. Basically, he had predicted the last big crash before, too. Yeah, and and I said this on my stream before, um, but I'll say this here as well. Um, Meat prices, I think, I believe currently are going down. The reason they're going down is because uh, slaughterhouses are basically overloaded. Basically, farmers are are slaughtering cows because they can't feed them. They, they don't. They can't get enough feed for the cows, so they're just they're they're doing a fire sale on on their cows. So buy buy meat or a freezer. I I I would go with canned and salted meat, but like stock up on meat if you want it because they're because we're eating the we're eating the seed corn, I guess, in terms of the the supply <laughs> of that. So, meat prices are going to go up a lot. By the way, the guy who who said this, his name was Jeremy Grantham, uh, and he's a rich ass British dude, uh, and he's a money markets guy. I guess uh, let's see, chief investment strategist of Grantham Mayo and Van Otterloo GMO, Boston-based asset management firm, more than 118 billion in assets under management. Vocal critic of various government. Governmental responses to the global financial crisis from 2007 through 2010 started one of the world's first index funds in the early 1970s, one of the 50 most influential, according to Bloomberg Markets. I might pull that up in a minute if I can find the exact clip uh, where he talks about Sigma. It's so convincing, actually, what he says about how fucked we are. Uh, But I'll play a little bit of this first. (laughs) Actuary standpoint, no rational person would conclude that there is not something going on, that these are not deliberate attacks on our food supply, not to mention the fact that there are people at work who have the means, motive, and opportunity to damage our food supply in order to take control over it. 
everyone is finally getting the picture. Now, all of these explosions don't even mention the fact that there are hundreds of millions of chickens being killed in the name of PCR tests for a bird flu <coughs> that no one can prove exists, or the fact that Union Pacific has cut off shipments of fertilizer, or any of the other terrible policy decisions that have limited agriculture's ability to produce food that we've talked about here on the Ice Age Farmer channel. And indeed, the FBI just today warned that even more attacks would be coming to food production, now in the form of the cyber pandemic that Klaus Schwab promised, with ransomware attacks upon grain elevators and other uh, facilities that would cripple production during the critical planting. Now, this is, you think this is likely, I mean, this might be Russia doing a little hijink type action here. Um... I mean, that's not a controversial opinion, right? Like, that well, would definitely be something yeah, we I might try to do. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it would fit in with yeah. what Putin is doing just generally. Like, the grants, like, it fits with the grand strategy of, like, the resource crunch and, and setting up the ruble as, as a new... Because because you can cash in ruble for real things, it's like now... Yeah, now, like, there is always a reason to have rubles. You can get golden gas... Like, I mean, and 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 if he's not, you can't get Russian gas at least with the dollar. And then, but then I'm looking at what Biden's doing. Biden's shutting down U.S. oil production. Like, like he's like is is. So I mean, it's, it was crazy to talk about oh, uh, Trump, Russian agent, Trump, Russian agent, and here's Putin, or excuse me, here's Biden, um, uh, doing exactly like the worst thing to do in this situation, and it's. I don't know. It gets it gets the I don't know. It, get, it gets the the, think, the thinking going. It, it the activates the Amish for the sure. Hardest seasons. Yeah, and we'll talk about that too. But we'll again, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna try to find this Grantham clip over because feeding your family is a basic human right. Raising animals, whether for meat or for manure to feed your garden, is a. Wait, basic is this an ad? From do we go into an ad? What is this? Hold on, let's see. Uh, oh, they're talking about criminalizing raising animals. What? Oh yeah, yeah. They've been like they Dutch sell pig rights. What in the world is this? Firefighters put out egg blaze. Fact that's from a couple years ago, but uh, we do see a trend here. That's just from last week. Lebanon approves demolition of silos. Uh, China's wheat harvest worst in history. That's from March. Destroying their That's production. Bad. That's not good. That's going to affect the world. <laughs> that sounded like a bad one. Uh, Here, it doesn't ex exactly make a lot of sense. Something crazy is going on in China, though. Like, well, that's usually the case. But like I said, no reasonable... Something weird's going on in China. ...person could look at this and not see an attack on our food supply. And so that's why it's time to start growing food, no matter what they tell you about bird flu PCR tests or seeds saving being dangerous unless you buy from Monsanto. Get ready, get ready for laws against all of this nonsense against making your own farms. Get that garden in and grow it and save seeds and give it to your neighbors. If this conversation is starting to go mainstream and Tucker is talking about attacks on the food supply, then people are ready to have this conversation. So go you know what's going to make it. You know what's going to make it go start. mainstream what? is the food prices going up. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what's. You've seen the polling. Biden's polling uh, drop 
just right. Well, first off, Afghanistan. That was kind of the first big knock. Uh, but yeah. also just the gas and food prices going up. You can see his polling going straight down, like almost right. in, in tandem uh, with that. Uh, because it's hitting it's hitting everybody, dude. Like, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. the ultra rich don't really feel it. That's not true. Right. Um, well, you know, the, but, uh, the uh, back when the I remember that, that uh, I don't know how common this, this is, but I know that like in. Like in like the Portland area, not obviously the city, but sort of the outlying areas of Portland, they were outlawing uh, building tiny houses because there's because there's a lot of like millennials who are like in their mid twenties and they were and no money. It's like, well, we need a house and I want a house, so they get these tiny house kits, right? And they just build their own like tiny house. And like there's municipalities that are putting laws against that. And so I'm looking at municipality laws against tiny houses, and then. And now you're saying like BlackRock just buying up all the property, property American prices going up. X sent ten dollars. Thank you, American. Going up, going up as high as it's going. So, <laughs> all right, sorry, I didn't know that was gonna play. <laughs> Keep talking, finish your thought. Uh, so, well, I don't know. I could see the same thing happening with farming. It's like <laughs> that's that's what you saw. You saw like jacking up the housing prices to un- unbelievable amounts, and then you know. I don't know how common it is to outlaw the building of tiny houses, um, but I could see that happening here. Jack up the prices of food. It, I don't know. It, see, it feels deliberate. Jack up the prices of food and then outlaw like private agriculture or like private, like small scale. Like, oh, do you have a license for that? Have licensing for it. Make it impossible for most people who are already farmers to become farmers. And uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting times. Interesting times. By the way, I have that clip, and I used, uh, you know, Flamenco told everybody how to flag uh, the other day in that clip I showed. Well, he also, that works for just finding stuff you want to find in a video. You can pull up the transcript using this three little uh, dot button there. Pull up the transcript, and you can search for terms. Uh, and that led me right where I needed to be, 702 and then 1501. Let's see right here. And stocks are in a multi-sigma deviation from the statistical We're going trend. full big Tell me what tonight. happens. The S&P 500 peaked at almost 4,800 points. Where does it bottom? The, the trend line being slightly generous is 2,500. I thought he was British, but I think he's just... And British. most of the great bubbles, the super bubbles, go below trend. No, this is hard for sure. for quite a while. Uh, in the Greenspan era, English. that tendency stopped. In 2000, yes, the Nasdaq came down 82%, which was fairly brutal. Amazon came down 92 But the Federal Reserve raced to the rescue so loudly and strongly that they stopped the decline in the S&P at trend line. It only declined 50%. 50% is a hell of a big decline, uh, but it was only enough to get it back then to trend. This time trend is at most 2,500. And I would expect, even if the Federal Reserve tries to do the same, it will be hard to prevent the Full Twitter meetings leaked? Oh, yes. Okay, we'll turn that on just a sec. Fuck yes. So we're talking about a decline of, certainly from the peak, of almost 50%. Almost 50%. And of course. Now, I'll let him explain this. I'm not going to play the whole clip. This really is one of the most fascinating interviews I saw all year, by the way. And this dude's really rich. Uh, but he's based, so um, let's see. Uh, let me play this. He explains Sigma events. Super bubble. A standard bubble we defined over 
20 years, perhaps 25 He's saying years. what we're in now is a super bubble, by the way, is his, right, is his right. take. So he's talking about that. As a, go, as a two sigma statistical event. It's just a measure of, of how much of an outlier you are. So you have a historical deviation series. from trend. Yeah, you have uh, you have a price series of the S&P. You can calculate a trend. Uh, statistics 101 is not difficult. And you can work out uh, how far away from trend you are. And a two sigma is the kind of deviation that should occur every 44 years. And because we're a little wilder and less efficient than we should be, it occurs every 35 years. It's not bad. We meaning human beings. We being as a species. As a, as a species. Uh, every 35 years. It, it was a little closer than I expected uh, back then. But Schizo uh, every 35 yeah, years kinda. feels about right. One a career, <laughs> twice a lifetime. That feels like a pretty decent definition of a bubble. And a three sigma Uh-oh. should occur every 100 years. Now we... As I like to say, we do crazy pretty well as a species. So they occur much more, two or three times more often than they should. Uh, they, they, they're out of kilter much more than, than two sigma. So two sigma, you can have some fairly standard bubbles. They, they, they give you a certain amount of pain, 30, 40, 50% pain. Super bubbles can really wipe you out like 1929 did. And... Uh, that's where we are now. We, we entered a few months ago into Three Sigma territory, super bubble territory. And the other great risk is last year we also entered bubbles in real estate. So this is a, a very dangerous year that we've just had. All right. Now I'll leave that clip there and I'll pull up the Twitter. Apparently the full Mark. meeting is out. I thought they were going to wait to publish this, dude. This just dropped. I saw a clip on Twitter. I didn't realize the whole thing was out. But uh, Project Veritas, again, I gave him a round of applause at the beginning. But goodness gracious, did they nail it. Uh, let me play that last white man march. What is this from American History X? I don't know what clip this is. Jesus. Um, let me see. American History X. Which part is this? Man, fuck, I don't know. Uh, fucking hell. I haven't seen that movie in forever. What? My eyes have seen the glory of the trampling at the... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's get that part. Uh, two by two, right. the white man marches on. All right, there we go. <laughs> we, kept, we, we did a little on-the-fly censorship there. All right. <laughs> Just like the Twitter employees are about to be out of a job. I'm sure you're still processing it. The focus of this all hands is you. Am I on hold? Or, wait, hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was joking about uh, him sounding like customer support. I know many of you want to know what has happened. What has happened? <laughs> what does happen to the slushy? Like this. All these other people who actually built the internet, built Twitter, and I have this fuck face coming in going, this, it's my job to say what you can say and who has the right to say what they want to say. This is like Romulus Augustus at the end of the Roman Empire here. Like, what, what in the world? He's just here to close the doors. Like, what? Jesus. And I want to answer all of your questions. <laughs> it's even worse than that, honestly. Yeah. That is what this all is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all about and we have a lot to cover. To start, I've seen many questions that talk about the process that got us to this point. You're a so dumb fuck. By the way, they didn't want this to happen. 
They got outmaneuvered by Elon Musk is what happened. Yeah. And they had nothing else they could do. <laughs> they, you think they wanted to sell to Elon? They clearly didn't. Look at this group therapy. these guys, they're, they're, talking, they're, they're talking as if like, well, we're still in charge of Twitter, and how are we going to manage this transition? What's going to happen? It's like, as it, like I don't know. I would like for Elon Musk to come out and say, got ex-Twitter employees or soon-to-be ex-Twitter employees, please stop talking about this. Your your input is no longer needed. Like, By the way, you're not, you're not in charge. Uh, I don't know if you heard what Jack Dorsey said, uh, but this is Jack Dorsey, and he said, Elon is the singular solution that I trust. This, by the that way, surprises me because I saw him in the past just walking on some beach somewhere, and he had like the the well, well, the thing is, he had he had the red red and black like star, like the anar the anarcho whatever communist sure. red star on his as a tattoo on his leg and i was like and i saw that and i was like oh boy this was back in like 2012 i saw that and i was thinking censorship's coming and dorsey's gonna spearhead it so what so th- th- this is but he kind of held so him off a little bit though so he kind of you know obviously he founded twitter and you know it was always twitter's the free speech wing and the free speech party and all this you know they used to be way more base and he kind of in my view he kind of got cucked by the media and all of this you know he ended up hiring a bunch well, of and people it, and it you know what i mean public and, yeah and so yeah, he hired a bunch of corporate adults yes yeah. and so maybe it, so i see i always thought that it was him I always thought that he was the problem, and the reason I thought that is because of that stupid tattoo. It's like, oh, okay. So basically, anarchist, okay, that means total corporate control, total censorship. Like, anarchism means Google runs everything, right? Yeah. And like, like, big government, big corporation, that's anarchist. I think he kind of um, got bullied. Yeah, but now he's like, but but maybe not. Maybe my perception was wrong. So that's um, and he talked. You know, he was that. talking. If you look at his tweets before this deal happened, I think he had a uh, heads up that this was going to happen because he was talking about Twitter and how he was regretful how it turned out, and um, you know he's working on these solutions and this is very cryptic type of commentary i think he had a heads up and and you know you see uh some of the stuff on twitter and in between these tech reporters they talk about it's like game of thrones that that he kind of came back and basically you know it's an open question whether he'll just be outright installed as ceo again i, I mean i wonder if i wonder if dorsey was like was like working with Musk. And right. Say, Look, here's how, here's here's, yeah, how here's you what can to take do. Over Twitter, yeah. buddy. Here's the weak here's, points, here's the and they have way. no answer to this. Their best buds. He was CEO and founder, you know, for all these years. He was CEO twice of Twitter, by the way. He left and came back, so he knows everything. And it's like, okay, we had no chance against Elon yeah. with this guy in his corner. I honestly think that's kind of what happened. Uh, now, this was a weird. Quote, I think he might have been on LSD. He said, I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness, uh, is what yeah. he said, which uh, well, maybe. I don't know. Now, he said this. Uh, he said, well, which, the, is, which is more Dorsey? Is it Dorsey on LSD or not on LSD? Because if I he's think on it's, LSD most of the time, then maybe yeah, this, is, think, this is, it's more like Dorsey not on LSD is the alternate 
like don't trust that person. I think the LSD one is the real Dorsey. I think this is the real Dorsey on LSD. He says, I love Twitter. Twitter is the closest thing we have to a global consciousness. Okay, yeah, he was definitely on LSD. He says <laughs> that's exactly what he would say if you're on it. He says, the idea and service is all that matters to me, and I will do whatever it takes to protect both. Twitter as a company has always been my sole issue and my biggest regret. It has been owned by Wall Street and the ad model. Taking it back from Wall Street is the correct first step. In principle, I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company. Solving for the problem of it being a company, however, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness. Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. This is also Paraga's goal. No, it's clearly not. But anyway, and that's why I chose him. Well, that was the wrong choice. But anyway, thank you both for getting the come. By the way, he just threw him in at the end. Clearly, he doesn't like this guy, but whatever. Thank you both. (laughs) That's an afterthought, literally an afterthought to his statement. But thank you both for getting the company out of an impossible situation. This is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. Jack Dorsey, founder. Well, that's interesting. Out of an impossible situation. So he's referring to the pre-Elon takeover as an impossible situation. So that's that's kind of interesting. Oh, I, mean, I don't think it was, but it's. Uh... By the way, I see Nick Fuentes quoted in USA Today, uh, in a recent story, and we're going to get right back to this this call, obviously, because I want to hear it more than anybody, really. Uh, but uh, this is right here on USA Today Tech. It says, "I would rather be banned. Excuse me. I would rather be active on Twitter and dead IRL. IRL means in real life, than be banned from Twitter and alive." And then they say white supremacist Nick Fuentes, <laughs> who was banned from Twitter last year, wrote on Telegram Monday. They made Telegram lowercase for some reason. But uh, will, will free speech mean more hate speech? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it'll mean. <laughs> yes, it will mean more hate speech. Fuck you. All right, let's continue. I'm gonna hand it off to Brett, the chairman of our board. The chairman of the board. You all directly. About how we reach. Thank you. Come again. Uh, thank you, Parag. Um, yeah, I, thanks, I Parag. Process, but I just Don't let the door hit you on the ass. My gratitude to all of you. Um, running Twitter, like all of you do every day, is not an easy job. Um, there's a ton of stakeholders, a lot of opinions from the world. You don't even run it. Amidst all that has been swirling around Twitter over the past few weeks, is nothing short of remarkable. And. Um, the whole board, and I, I just want to speak on behalf of everyone, is just really grateful to all of you for keeping your heads down oh, as you've been able to. I'm getting and, and PTSD. Keeping, um, listen to this. Listen to the tone of his voice too. By the way, just the tone. No, of I'm quality. getting I'm getting PTSD <laughs> from when I worked in like an office job. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank everybody here. We're a great team. By I'm the a way, corporate adult. This is a disaster meeting. Basically, this is most of you are going to be out of a job. The current regime running the company got fucked, and they're no longer going to be running the company. And they didn't want any of this to happen. That's the. It's type questionable. Of whether I'm going to be here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Most likely I'm not going to be involved with anything going on six months from now. Uh, and neither will you. Uh, that's pretty much the type of meeting I had here. And some of these <laughs> thought they were going to be there for 30 years. You know, they were planning for a lifetime yeah. of, of bullshit. Here we go. God of conquest. 91 <laughs> cent. $3. No parag. I don't want to extend. No parag. How did you know about my vehicle? <laughs> you fuck. Um, I also just want to acknowledge all the emotions of today. Um, it is an emotional day. I want to acknowledge it. Um, and uh, oh. I just really appreciate um, everyone uh, on this call. 
Oh, he appreciates you. Um, How special. The board received Elon Musk's proposal on April 14th. And Let's since talk then, about the process. Board, uh, uh, hand in your ID at the front desk really and <laughs> walk out. <laughs> That's the process. Uh, turn in all your thumb drives. All your... By the way, what is he doing? Did this mute or what's going on here? Oh, wait, hold on. I think I know what I think I, uh, I accidentally muted it. Hold on. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. Between the two parties. When we were considering a pro the proposal, it was really in light of comparing it to the company's go forward prospects, um, the current market environment, and all Which the weren't very good. associated with achieving the operating plan of the company, among many other uh, considerations. When we were handed the proposal, uh, we were legally obligated to take <laughs> when we it. Voted, this, <laughs> we had to take it. All this babble about how, yes, it was our decision, and we no. did it. Like, no, you were legally obligated to take it because you're by the way, regulated by archaic company. Anyway. Think of when he timed it. He timed it for this quarterly earnings call. He just put this bid out a couple weeks ago. They were about to have to face the street. They talk about beating beat the street with the predictions, and they weren't going to beat the street. All hype, they were going to get murdered by the street is what was about to happen on Thursday. And so, yeah, exactly. So the alternative was to try to fight it in the face of that. Like, that's not going to work. So, uh, all right, let me, uh, let me, uh, oh, wait, hold on one sec. I'm just. Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Sorry, I pressed one. Morning, the vote to approve the transaction was unanimous. Wow. Um, I think this process was comprehensive and thorough. And ultimately, we felt that this was the best path forward for Twitter and our shareholders. I think many of you understand this, but I also want to just explain the basics of what it means to be a board in this situation. Um, So we are a Delaware company, uh, and as a board (laughs) in a Delaware company, um, we have a fiduciary obligation. Every once in a while, Hagee, you know, he's paid for Primo ad time here on the kill stream. So every once in a while, while we have to drop one of these. This is an urgent message to all Americans. The Jews in Ukraine need our help now. The Jews, you know, this, you know, he's talking about this, but this shit was happening like in World War II. There are all these relief organizations that would go into these these camps where they had all these people, you know, at like labor camps and like were eating like very thin rations, and they would go in and they would go, they they would identify the Jews at these camps, give the Jews some stuff, and nobody else would just leave. all these Jewish relief organizations. I wonder how, you know what I'm wondering? Like a lot of the talk about the Holocaust, I wonder how many Jews were killed just because of these relief organizations. <laughs> it said, hey, you get a chocolate bar. It's like, I wonder how many Jews were like, uh, no, no. <laughs> Whose ass got beat right after the aid organizations left? Yeah. <laughs> to our shareholders, which means by law, we're required to act in the best interest of our shareholders. Um, what this means in Delaware is a duty. Got a little of- Portuguese tap dance on their head there. Like I got in Lisbon. Yeah, I think so. That means we have to act impartially without any conflict of interest. And we have to do our work thoroughly. John Hagee sent three oh. dollars. Please help out the apple of God's eye That's and right. our most cherished ally. That's right. Send two thousand six hundred and three thousand now. Send it now. Both. Send both. And deliberately. And I think Send that's what we did when we evaluated you. <laughs> that's right. Do you take rubles though? That's, that's what. Offer. 
Yeah, don't um, take real money. I know there's a ton of twists and turns along the way, all of it in uh, public. Um, and we weren't really able to share a lot of this. This guy's boring. He really is. Can we just skip this guy? Let's go back to uh, when, 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 when you say when it's so the we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. He just sounds like he's dead already with that man walking. But there are a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah, let's hear from Parag. It's much better to hear from him. Thank you. It? Thank you. Come Thank again. you. We could not stop you. <laughs> The slushy machine. <laughs> and when the deal closes. The deal closes. We were legally required to sell the slushy machine. <laughs> One per customer. A lot of work that lies ahead and still needs to be done. Not for this you. This work can take three to six months or it can take longer. Don't worry, we'll take it from here. In this moment between deal signing and deal... You need to just hire somebody really outrageous. That's what I want to see Elon do. We operate Twitter in normal course, just like we always have. I will be here running the company, six months, serving our customers, making our product better every day. <laughs> and I'll be here to enable each Training and every one of you to have your greatest Making customer. our product, making, making, uh, Making someone else's product, <laughs> you're using someone else's product every day, which I like. This guy came in like two years ago or something, and he's talking about like our product. Like, fuck off. Also, did you see they had to lock down some of the like source code and the, oh, stuff yeah, like that, that was that part too. of the deal. Like, yeah. they, apparently, some Musk guys came in and said, Yeah, you're not, you're not fucking around with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like they like they were planning for that too, like to stop the saboteurs and stuff. That was a good good thought, honestly. Yeah. yeah. How we run the company and the decisions we make and the positive changes we drive that will be on us and in our control. <laughs> Not for much longer. Next. I want to talk about compensation. By the way, yeah, he's just saying we're still in control of the company. Okay, well not for long. Yeah. Last time we spoke. A lot of your questions were about what this might, might mean in terms of compensation. We now have some answers. Oh, yeah? Until the deal closes, okay. the compensation programs compensation. remain the same. I mean, I prefer if they got your zero, RSUs but will vest. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Just Let's see. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Let's see. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, Q&A. Please tell me they have the Q&A. Uh, let's see. Uh, unique outlier, unique company. Now let's go to questions. Okay, we'll support each other. Wait, hold on. The best thing we can do is to support each other, to operate as one team. Mike Lindell back on Twitter, by the way. We feel the same way about what is happening. We never owned Twitter, but we built it. No, you didn't. You didn't build it. Work this is like want. that meme where the dude picks up the <laughs> picks up. I built this. No, you didn't build this, Parag. Shut the fuck up. All have done has had an impact on the world. The Actually, maybe you did because it's notoriously fucking buggy and fucking <laughs> shitty. So maybe you actually <laughs> did build Twitter. Now yeah, I think about they it. They hired a bunch of Indian coders. Yeah, maybe you. The work you will do next will also matter. No, it won't. Yeah, I think maybe I'll take that back. You will do next. Will also matter. No, it won't. But that, no, the biggest impact you had on the world was being a tranny janny at Twitter. That's, that's right. Oh, uh, who's this? 
Who's this? There are lots and lots of questions. Oh, God. It's um, corporate lady. CMO. She's like the head of HR, basically. It's it's responsible corporate lady telling us about responsible things. Okay. Oh, she's going to try to have a job under Elon. Listen, this is the head of HR here. Listen to her. CMO, chief management officer. We are also going to be following up. Following this all hands, both on what's answered here. All hands. And also any questions that um, are really important to you that we have not... Will not be able to get to. So she's got the voice of like a corporate shark, though. Like, I don't think she gives a fuck what's going on, uh, in my opinion. But, um, what do you think? I don't know. She just sounds like a killer. I don't think she gives a fuck about any of these people. Uh, I don't know, though. I, I, I just sort of like the, the, the corporate adult lady at firms. I just look at them at like a I don't like her. Level. Yeah, yeah. I'm not but, saying I like her. But, I just she ha- she has I a mean, different tonal quality than but, the but, other. They, but the thing is, they do a good job. I don't know if I, I told, told you this, but I remember um, I had a job at a company. I'm not going to give the name of the company, obviously. But I was basically just doing on-site like tech support for for boomers and and Gen Xers who don't know how how computers work. Right. And um, and anyway, so there so like. I, like there was this, there was this guy who I was working with, and he was getting fired. Long story short, he screwed up the password system. Nobody could figure out his passwords, and I had actually had to use like some illegal to the company illegal software to crack right. his thing to get through it. Anyway, it was a big mess. Um, so so uh, he got fired for that. But apparently, <laughs> there was this lady who said, "I swear to God, just like her, in like sort sort of the the." I don't know what you call it, the star chamber trial where they're having like the basically let's fire this guy trial. You know, it's not really a trial. It's just basically here's, here's all of his crimes, you know? And I, I shit you not. She went through like the acronym slogan for the company. Like G is for genuine. <laughs> I is for innovation. And it's just like, and she was saying it like totally serious. Like, does this not mean anything to you? <laughs> And I looked around, and everyone's faces was like really awkward. Like, what is this? Like, we, you know, that's just like a that's just some act. shit we wrote down so we would have something basically, right? Like it's not right. Even... right. Basically, we had some team building yeah. meeting, and some a- HR intern said, "Hey, this would be a good idea to have this." I like, is for ten, integrity. Ten, ten, yeah. Ten, yeah. Ten, ten years later, it's like becomes a thing. That's it's like on the wall when you walk past in the hallway or some shit that nobody pays attention I mean, to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't matter. He was fired either way. But I just, but, but like, <laughs> that's just the kind of thing that like I I see corporate. Adult lady doing, and and I don't I, I don't know I, I'm prejudiced against her because I completely understand I completely despise her now myself. So. Do know that um, there are a number of questions, Parag, as it relates to how the company is operating today. I bet Parag. All right, let's see. Work from home. Let's see. Uh, continue to operate. May I take your order? Yeah. <laughs> Things won't change. I've been in this role for four months. Wow, you're a long-termer, long-termer, huh? Let's see. Okay, let's skip ahead a little bit. Once the deal closes, once the deal different closes? decisions might be made. For mm-hmm. us to gain insight into that, we'll be finding a way to have Elon talk with all of you uh-huh. at the soonest possible opportunity. Oh, wait, we got to wait. FedEx. That's how he's going to talk to you motherfuckers. And of course, <laughs> your severance package and close. Sign it or get zero. That's what it's going to be. Me, our board, members of our leadership team, 
We're fine the base. Board? Spending Why are you talking about the board? The board's a corporate thing. You're not. You're no longer a corporation. Well, I guess temporarily, but so yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's going so he's talking about like, and let's talk with the board. The board's going to be gone, like dissolved in six months. And so they're ta- they keep talking about these things like they're. I mean, they're real for now, but like <laughs> this is going to be here, bud. Well, it's uh, a co- well, you talk. Really I know the term "cope" is overused these days, but this is like a cope call supreme. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, we're still in control. We're still in control for a full six months. I mean, you might as well start. And you saw it yesterday. I did see some accounts restored. Now they took some down still since then yeah. too. So I, you know, it's not full. Yeah, they, they wouldn't days. restore my account, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's not there I'm, yet, for sure. Yeah, but. I think. I, yeah, I think I'll I'll try to to reinstate my account, but if not, I'll just make a new one. You know, whatever they may have some legacy, they may keep a yeah. lot of legacy bands or something. But anyway, yeah, I'm wondering yeah. how they do that. Maybe they just let people make a new account. I don't know. I mean, we don't really know, but I do know they did actually restore some people yesterday. Um, yeah. But like I said, Beardson jumped on, Bait got on. They took them off. Um, so it's like uh, maybe there's still some people trying to hold on to their last, uh, you know, days of power yeah. here and still power tripping, banning people. Which I mean. You know, technically they are the, still in I charge. I think the easiest thing, you know, it's easier to make to make a new account and violate TOS than yeah. try to reinstate account that violate. Yeah. That's true. Well, of course, some people got. You know, I think you had a pretty fairly big account too. Uh, yeah, but but it's, but that's like years years ago. So I don't know. It may not even be worth it. At yeah, that's true. How many? Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, some dormant yeah. followers, and then maybe right. some that you're not with anymore yeah. <laughs> too. Like, right. Along right. the way, and as that happens. Will be open and transparent with you. Thanks, Parag. Thanks, Parag. Here we go. Turbo underscore Chad sent $5. Glad you got rid of the shit co-hosts. The show's been great lately. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. We got rid of the dead weight. Um, and, uh, you know, I've gotten used to doing the show more uh, on my own, too. So uh, I think that that's also due in large part to Tequila Sunrise. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Ricada changed his at to his old band account. Okay. I didn't know that, but... Next oh, question. go ahead. Thank you for saying that, by the way. The God Emperor sent $10 money for yes. the best show on Cozy. Thank you very kindly for that, God Emperor. Much appreciated. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, how long do you got tonight? I want to keep you all night. I figured maybe we'd go through this video, and then I'll let you go. Kind of uh, skip around this. Wait. I was going to three hours. Okay. Then, you know. All right, that's cool. And about, about 11.15, that's cool. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. All right. It's for Brett. By the way, self- maybe I'll have to go into the archive, dip into the archives, and get some of our older episodes out uh, and post too that some people probably never even seen. Uh, but all hype uh, has been on the kill stream several times. Of course, you were on just the other day too. This was going to be like the full yeah, return. But, you know, I kind of kind of fucked that up. But uh, some of those old episodes, classics from uh, 2018 uh, as well. Selling their shares at a lower than current price and might also have negative tax implications for them? Um, so, uh, you know, I mentioned the board's fiduciary duties, and really what that comes down to in a conversation like this is uh, measuring both the value and the certainty of an incoming offer relative to the intrinsic value of the operating plan of the company. Um, and when taking all into that into account, you take into account risk, um, you take into account market conditions um, on both sides, um, and you try to determine what's in the best long-term interests of uh, Twitter shareholders. 
In this case, yeah. as I said, um, the board they were legally uh, required to take this deal. Yeah, I mean they had to. Like, like all this talk about like, are you sure? Couldn't you have not taken the deal? We could do it better. Like, no, we're legally required to take this deal, and we have a long enough track record. Like, you're not gonna do better. Stock rises on the news of Elon Musk getting a nine percent share. Like, come on, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, that's what people said, you know, some of the early, I guess that guy from Wedbush uh, something, I forget, he's some analyst, Wedbush analyst, uh, and he's always on, you know, talking about the deals, and he said Elon was going to get it. He said day one, I don't see how he doesn't get it. If this is legit, if the money's there, I don't see how he doesn't get it. And then that was the early spin, and then there was like... Um, I guess the counter spin to that was like, oh, you know, all of a sudden then it was, I don't see how he gets it. Jim Cramer's coming out. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think he can do it. Um, yeah. But to me, Elon's the type of guy, he's thinking four or five, six moves ahead. Like, I, I knew he had something up his sleeve. Right. Now, whether he was going to get it or not. It apparently, from what I've heard, like these investing houses like BlackRock, they have like legal obligations to make like profitable yeah. investments whereas elon musk doesn't elon musk and i can just spend money it's my money so so the like well blackrock has way more money than elon it's like yeah but they can't they're not as free to use it as elon is so right exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's got uh different you know he's not as uh hand out as they are advice um from i think uh world-class uh, financial advisors legal advisors unanimously decided that this offer represented a better value for Twitter shareholders. Thanks, Brett. Question for you, Prague. There were a few questions on this. I would love to know how this change will impact our overall cycles. Oh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, by the way. Twitter is at its best when all diverse voices in the world feel safe and feel safe. Is Twitter about to be an ethno state? Is that what's about to happen? Like, Like me? Like me, <laughs> for me to feel safe and encouraged to engage in the public conversation. All right. When all diverse voices in the world the feel word. safe and feel encouraged to engage in the public conversation. That belief is what drives us to have a diverse workforce internally on all dimensions, to have multiple perspectives and points of views represented internally so that we can empathize with all of our customers all around the world and serve them in the best possible way. That is a core belief of mine. A core belief. That doesn't change. Well, you can have that belief. You just won't be CEO mm-hmm. of Twitter anymore. We, we, we have like a little marker for like corporate speak here. <laughs> core, be- core belief, core belief. inclusion, diversity. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, you have the, cor- oh. the corporate word salad here. Yeah. <sighs> core belief. Question for Brett. Brett, how did we go from the poison pill to this? Uh, Archaic law. That's a great question. By the way, poison pills shouldn't be legal anyway. If you read about what that really is, flooding the the market, what it is is basically they are able to flood the market uh, with extra shares, diluting the, 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 the power of the other shares. And they can sell it to 
people who aren't Elon, basically everybody else, right, diluting his, the power of his shares. Uh, it is legal. I don't really understand why it is, but uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that kind of like, uh, yeah, that, that should be illegal because, like, you yeah. buy a share and then uh, we're just going to inflate the share. No, that's what the government could – the government could do that with your currency, but I don't right. think corporations are allowed to do that with shares. Just Well, they are. I mean, if – I mean, there are certain – now, you can challenge it, I think, in court, and they were looking at being, in, you know, involved in a huge legal battle with Elon Musk. Uh, I think if they went that route, but um, I think there's case law. I don't know. It doesn't make sense why it's allowed, but it is like a tactic. Here, go ahead. Iverson, Iverson sent three dollars. What if Elon brings Trump <laughs> in to be the CEO of Prentice Style? You're fired. I said that today that they should just make Trump the CEO. That'd be the funniest option. Raise poison pill and the concept. I mean, True Social's not going anywhere. Let's face it. He's used it one time. Yeah. By the way, the only draw of it is Trump's there, like, and he doesn't even use it. So close that shit down. Right. I mean, I don't see a point. Um, has is largely misunderstood, and I found a lot of the characterizations of it in the press not really capturing. I think really the rights that affords a board which are really important in a process like this the um, rights that enforce uh, i believe it was april 15th when we adopted the shareholder rights agreement which has been called in the press the poison pill that's a colloquial term for it really what it does is it prevents a shareholder from an acquirer from gaining control of twitter through open market accumulation and it enables the board to sort of have control over the process to make sure that we can do our fiduciary duty and most importantly have the time to do it on our schedule to make sure we're protecting all shareholders. Um, uh, there's a, a few articles yeah. I didn't get this right. right. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, Go I'll ahead. Be- you want to say something? Like, this guy has to know that Twitter's moder- moderation policies like, were not in the best fiduciary interests of the shareholders. They have to know that. They have to know that they were that they were deliberately trading trading how much money they could be making from that. First off, if you have people arguing, like that's that's going to be that's a the draw appeal of Twitter. Itself. Yeah, I was going to say it's like the modern. I remember Janet Bloomfield, who co-founded the show with me, actually way back in another life, uh, used to say that Twitter was like the modern day Coliseum, basically, right? Like where everybody's going there and they're just throwing shit, and it's a madhouse of hate, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's what what built it. And that was the draw. And then they're talking about people who go, who go into the Coliseum and then go, I don't feel safe in the Coliseum. Well, you shouldn't be here. You should be, you should be on Facebook. Yes. That's exactly right. Facebook is like the, the true social network where you talk with your friends about puppies and stuff like that's, and and I'm I'm not trying saying that to shit on it. That's fine. That's good. But I guess just, like, I, hate I mean, is the motivating emotion on Twitter, and it always has been, uh, and that's just how it is. Now, I do think that there is, um, and I talked about this, I think part of it is he is going to uncuck Twitter for the most part. I'll put a caveat there. But I think he's also going to make it easier for some for you to kind of silo yourself out uh, in a certain way. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And so I so. think, yeah, I, I don't know. I see this sort of happening in companies. This is like a problem across the board is that, like, I don't know. Think about like, I'm thinking about like in a, in a board where they're having like a group meeting on like what to do with like a movie. And let's say like, for example, when they're doing star Wars, like let's make the, the main lead in this, you know, in this, in this series, which is most popular with males. Let's make the lead in this action movie, a female. And like, everyone knows that's a bad financial decision, right? That is, that is, um, 
Well, I mean, it, that, that should be like legally, like, it, should, it should be like illegal to make a decision like that that is so <laughs> obviously going to cost you money. Um, but the problem is if you're in like the, the meeting for like how we're going to do Star Wars, it's like, I don't know who's who's going to be the guy that speaks up and says, you know, I think maybe uh, you should have like either a white male or if we're going to do this, trying to make it an Asian male or, you know, something that like people with money can identify with. Um, and it's and so not some little stick problem. figure girl and a yeah. black Englishman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's who does that appeal to, you know, and I think that in these co- what happens in these companies is that you just sort of have an internal takeover, which is at odds with making money for the broader public. Right. Um, and I think that's sort of what's, what I think sort of happened in, in, in Twitter. It's like any other company, it just sort of happens that way. Plus Twitter is getting a whole lot of external pressure to, to censor the bad, the bad man. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a problem in, in companies that the, their internal, you know, you call it wokeism, whatever that, that term, but you just have the, have these internal forces that are at odds with the supposed role of the company, which is to make money. But of course, I think as we've seen, you know, like with Disney, they're more than they're they're about more than just making money, and they they want to they also want to do horrible things, right? So, um, well, anyway. and I love yeah. this Disney backlash, by the way, for many reasons, uh, and uh, it's just beautiful. I hope they keep pushing on Disney. Actually, um, I, yeah, I, I've heard I, I I hear all these like cope articles that like the state of Florida is going to suffer because they're going to take uh, a billion yeah. in debt from Disney or something, which I don't. I mean that seems that's Disney oh, that propaganda. Seems, yeah, that seems that seems way too high. But but then I'm also wondering. It's like, well, if this is true, why was why was Disney? Why was why were all the Democrats in Disney trying to like stop this to stop Disney losing their status in Orlando? Like, why were they trying to stop it? Like, if 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 this yeah. is actually better for Disney, then okay. Then why were they? Then why then why all the yeah. The, the gnashing of teeth. So. Yeah, losing Disney World is better for them. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just keep pushing on these fuckers and they'll fold, quite frankly. Uh, as long as Florida holds, you know, and doesn't go yeah. communist. All right, now let's see. <laughs> afterwards. Um, but it's a very nuanced concept. But most importantly, um, no, the rights not. plan didn't prevent us from engaging uh, with the party. By the way, for those who don't know, this the independent this chairman of Twitter's board, he's also the co-CEO of Salesforce position proposal. Um, it really was about putting the board in control the, of the process so we could ensure that every single one of our shareholders' interests was represented in the process, um, which I think is a very important part of the role of a board in a situation like this. So we use that to take what I think is a really thoughtful and comprehensive process to assess the offer relative to the board's operating plan, yeah, um, assess the risks. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, as I mentioned, the board... All right, thanks, Brett. Oh wait! Go ahead. You gonna say something? Oh, I, sorry. No, no, keep playing. I'm looking up the size of Disney World. I'm, I'm, I want to see if it's uh, the size of, um, if it's bigger than Luxembourg. I don't know if it's bigger than Luxembourg. It might be. Sure. I don't know. If there will be layoffs or not. There are no plans for any layoffs uh-uh. at this time. Oh wow! That was a pregnant pause. Was it not? Fuck, I've heard that quoted in the media already, but I read that, excuse me, but uh, talk about a pregnant pause. That was one of these. Holy shit, that sounded like he's heard that there's going to be massive layoffs is what it sounded like. Uh, And he didn't want to even... Layoffs or not. Oh. There are no plans for any layoffs. 
plan or not plan (laughs) you're not gonna be the ceo (laughs) yeah you won't be dealing with it anyway jesus maybe you will i don't know maybe we'll have you fire something before you go i don't know man fuck that was a long pause oh no no luxembourg luxembourg is a lot bigger by area okay are we going to continue this is for you from are we going to continue working on our projects our projects you're going to bring Alex Stein back and kill stream, Ralph. I love to have him back. He was just on Friday, uh, and I love Alex Stein. He's a pretty cool dude. Or are the priorities going to be when, Tomorrow, maybe. I mean, I'll, I can come back anytime he wants. I hate to just ask him all the time, so I try to give guys a little bit of breathing space in between yeah. appearances. But uh, not this guest, though. I just had him on Friday. but So our priorities today are not changing. As always, we operate in an environment mm. which requires us to evolve our priorities as we learn more. Oh, you're learning. We have to continue Disney, Disney, doing okay. the work that Disney World, Disney World may have a larger population than Luxembourg. I, I'm not sure. Now, Disney World I has uh, 77,000 permanent employees. So the question is, how many, like, how many people per employee are there at Disney World? If it's like seven. Or if it, I think if it's like no, I think if it's just six or so, then it, then Disney World has a larger, on average, population than Luxembourg. I think if it's seven, they they definitely have more. I would but, imagine uh, they probably do. I mean, it's a fairly populous area, uh, but I don't know. I don't. Where's the CIA World Factbook? It's, it's, it's close. It's yeah, close. Yeah, it's close <laughs> for sure. About for over the last several months, we've been talking about improving executions. Making faster decisions, holding us. All right, thanks, Rog. <laughs> what does this mean for Twitter's? You know, I, I envision him doing is like as he's up there, he just has like one of those like a bingo spinner things, and he just put he just pulls out these like terms with like corporate speak and has, and like lines it up in front of him before he as he's talking. <laughs> he's just got yeah, it's like one of those word banks or whatever, and he's just grabbing <laughs> right. random ones out. Uh, yeah. This is like a technical question. I had to Google what this is. Artificial intelligence markup language. I don't think too many of you probably care about that, so let's skip. Maybe some of you do. Uh, are there any possibilities the deal will fall through? Yeah, okay, here we go. And we need to continue doing that work. Thank you, Bob. Question for you, Brett. Are there any possibilities that the deal will fall apart? What are those potential triggers? Um, uh, first, uh, there's there's never any 100% certainty um, with any transaction. It's amazing how they see themselves. Yeah. It's like it's like like here's what you are. You censored the internet, and you're making and you're losing Twitter money, but you think it's more important to censor than to make money. That's why you're getting bought out. Like that's it. Like why they're talking about all these values and how we run things, and it's like. No, you're censor. That's it. That's the problem. That's the issue. That's the only issue. And they're and they're talking about like like Twitter's values and the work we do. Like what? The only meaningful work you do is censorship. Like that's it. All the content is made by other people. I guess you run the servers or something. But like, I mean, like you, anybody can set up a site and make like a Twitter clone. It's not hard. It's not some amazing technology. I don't know what. These these people, their their view of themselves is just 
it, it dusts my doily. <laughs> well, that's actually what got him bought up. Literally was their attitude towards censorship. And Elon Musk, world's richest man, said, fuck you. I'm just going to buy the company. Uh, and so that's what got him got in the first place. Uh, and you hear, I did see somebody in chat. Maybe Parag has a second career as a TTS voice here on the kill stream. Uh, so that is an option for him at least. Some of these other, you know, trainees don't have a hope in hell, but maybe he's got a maybe he's got a second career. Could be even bigger than the first. As a part of, uh, you know, what I mentioned, both value and certainty, um, one of the important parts the board took into consideration is both mitigating the risks that it may not close, and uh, in the cases where it may not close, um, uh, how, how the the company may. Um, uh, recover from those scenarios. Um, I think broadly. Oh, wait, keep in mind they owe Elon a pile of money if this doesn't close. In, um, those risks are um, regulatory, they're financial, and other. Um, and so um, it's always a part of any transaction of this size. And I can tell you it was a very important part of the board's process and, and coming to the merger agreement. Barag, there are a number of questions about um, employee retention and. Attrition. He already answered that, bitch. Um, and how, how you think about um, how you think about it. It doesn't matter what Parag thinks. Um, I don't know specifically what the questions are, but let me speak to the area and tell me if I am getting to the questions. Um, this is like indeed the, a period of uncertainty, as I said uh, earlier. It's like they're clinging to like the railing on a sinking ship. It's like <laughs> the ship's going down, but you know, it's not, you know the, the ship is not going to have a say as to right. how wet you are in the future. Well, so. it doesn't matter what Parag's attitudes are on retention. Those days are over. Like he's going to be answering to Elon Musk, uh, and you're already starting to see a little bit of that shift, right? Or, or hopefully it, not. <laughs> well, well, yeah. well, you know what I mean. Until it turns yeah, over, yeah. though, right? He's going to be CEO yeah. until the end. But the way it works in a merger type scenario, like this is uh, over time more and more, you know what I mean? Like the power is getting transferred those whole six months basically. And each yeah. day it's more and more of an Elon operation. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I expect it would go like that here too. So it doesn't really matter what he thinks long-term about retention because he's not going to be calling the shots. Uh, anyway, here's the end of that answer. What with each other? Uh, we will not have to worry about losing the core of what makes Twitter powerful, which is all of us. Go ahead. Oh, Parag's trans wife. Parag doesn't stop shitting in the house. Please don't. Please, Elon, give him his job back. <laughs> Working together. What makes Twitter powerful? Legacy network effects. That's what makes Twitter powerful. There's nothing about the site. These people that think their site is special. No, it's because it's... Ah. It's crazy. It's crazy how, how these people must think their farts smell good, like they made Twitter. Like It's network effects. That's it. They're just Jeez. hall monitors, literally. Uh, right. Virtual hall question monitor. for Brett. If we are made private, what happens to those on the board of directors who voted for this deal? They're out. Uh, so, uh, Vidya may be able to correct me here, but uh, uh, I believe the board of directors no longer exists on the other side. <laughs> wow. Yes. Oh, she's really quiet. By the way, that's the uh, I, I subcontinental. Think, I think that's funny. They're actually asking this question. Like, they, do you know a board? Anyway, I, I'm not like a corporate lawyer or something, but like, it's. Yeah, they've gone. Like, there's no board. There's no corporation. Like, 
Yeah. It's Elon's. Right. Well, You're, they don't need a board of directors because they're not public company anymore, right? Like, uh, that's the whole point of a board of directors. These motherfucking. Do these Antifa even know what a board of directors is for? Like, I don't understand why they asked that question. Maybe it was just to embarrass them, but this is the subcontinental who was on Rogan's show. Uh, you know. Basically, she's the chief architect of, of all the censorship on Twitter, the one who was crying in the Politico article where we read that earlier. Uh, that's her right there, a picture of her. Here we Iverson go. I sent $3, remember the Indian lady that ran Twitter with Jack? That's her. That went on Joe Rogan with him. Yep. Starting to think that was his it handler. It was his handler, 100%. Uh, and if you watch that interview, you notice that he's kind of looking at her like he's been, he's like, been neutered yeah exactly he's been neutered by this bitch and it's like okay i have to go this way now and even in that interview he's talking about how this is not sustainable people need a way back to twitter he admits that right Uh, a lot of key things he talks about never ended up getting any traction uh and that was a big thing out of that interview he's like yeah you know what there should be a way back etc etc which there should be what do you mean somebody's just banned from twitter for the rest of their life like dude that's like that's when people sh- talk about China's social credit system. That's what that like, is. but so but the Chinese social credit system they have a way back. Right? Yeah. So so in a sense, Twitter is more authoritarian than the Chinese. And also, like Twitter, like China's social credit system, they have like a, a, it's like very they have like giant tomes of like what is a violation, what isn't, what con- like it's a whole legal thing, and you go to judges and you get like you know, judges in your area, trial of you, right? It's, it's a much more like, I mean, I'm, I'm not shilling for China's social credit system. It's bad. Right. But it's, I'm just saying it's more transparent and more forgiving than Twitter. Well, right. Then right? some so, tranny in a closet somewhere in San Francisco decides you're done and you're done for the rest of your life. And there's no, right. you know, right. Like the appeal, quote unquote, maybe you get a real appeal. Maybe you don't Half the time. I don't even think they look at those. Um, I don't know. It's bullshit. Question. Um, I wonder if Vijay uh, or whatever the fuck her name is talks some more. Let me see. I'm trying to scan. It looks like she was really quiet on this call. Wow. She didn't talk almost at all. She was probably sobbing the whole time. I just skimming through <laughs> looking at the pictures. For you, Brett, was leadership continuity part of the agreement? Will our leaders no. made her feel powerful? <laughs> was leadership continuity part of the agreement? I'm thinking no. Specific. Maybe for these six months, probably, but. Oh. Well, as Parag said, um, uh, especially in this closing period, you're operating the company as you always have. um, And uh, until this deal has closed, it is not closed. And a big part of this uh, merger agreement, but all, is ensuring operating continuity um, and ensuring this management team and Parag has a latitude um, to do what he needs to do to continue to make Twitter successful, um, which is not only in all of your interests, but also the interests of uh, Elon Musk, right, to make sure that this company thrives uh, in this period. Um, so I'd say yes. Um, and uh, I think I, I just want to echo Parag's remarks that Twitter it can just it continues to be the amazingly important service it was yesterday and will continue to be that way in the future. And um, in this closing period and in the future, more this is the team that's going to build it. About to make Twitter great again is what we're about to do. Thank you, Brad. Another question on the process. Did the board negotiate on the selling price? No. Um, Didn't we, look like it. Uh, uh, 
As I said, so as the board evaluated this proposal, directly, um, we took into account both yeah. value and certainty, um, and we can't provide many details beyond that, beyond what's in our filings. A question for you, Parag. Is there an updated <laughs> understanding on what free speech means that we're aware of? What does free speech mean? Um, Please stop the bad man. Please, he's about to take over. It means, uh, it means, it means Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> That's what it means. Understanding of that. It's been a concept that's existed for a while. But I think I'm going to try to read the question behind the question. The concept, the concept is, of free speech. It's this very muddled and complex thing. Oh my God. What is this fucking read? Oh my God. Parag is going to tell no, us about this, free this speech, right? This is what Ryan. they do. This is what they do. They have like these, they have a, a freaking like, like a hundred page essay on what is and is not free speech. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a concept. Okay. I think we all understand what free speech means. By, by the way, do we? Then he goes into a long soliloquy about the vagaries. I don't think it's about an updated understanding of that. It's been a concept that's existed for a while. But I think I'm going to try to read the question concept. behind the question. It's a concept. A concept, yeah. Here, which is, where might uh, Twitter's product go as a private company uh, in the future once to something this deal closes? Which I think is that's smart. a great question. Smart. That's true. Uh, to best gain perspective on this, as I said earlier, we'll find ways to bring Elon for a Q&A with all of you. We, me, a lot of your leadership team will spend time with Elon to understand better what his vision for the future of Twitter might look like and have a two-way dialogue where we inform and educate him on the work we have done and understand what his ambitions are. No. Educate no. Elon. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, gonna, How we can collaborate. Uh, uh, we got to educate him, dude. Come on. We're going to school him. Aspirations might be oh, man. Uh, to see how we can best collaborate. Yeah. A question for Brett. Um, how do the board, and this goes back to attrition, how do the board and Mr. Musk plan on dealing with a mass exodus? <laughs> considering the position is by a person with questionable ethics. Wow. Questionable ethics. Also, how much input given background did Jack have on this? I'm thinking Jack had a lot. We oh, quoted the story. We, we know exactly what Jack thought about this. Yeah, he's in favor. Just bring Jack back. Here we go. DD12 sent $3, the hubris of that arsenal. It really is amazing, the free speech segment. Uh, so <laughs> I'll start with uh, the Jack question. Um, Jack is a member of the Twitter board, and it was a unanimous vote. <laughs> Beyond that, um, we can't speculate beyond what was stated in the press release, and I'm sure Jack will uh, share his own feelings over time as he deems it. That means he was deeply involved, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Uh, beyond that, we can't speculate beyond what was stated in the press release, and I'm sure Jack will share his own feelings over time as he deems appropriate. That sounds to me like Jack helped oh, yeah. orchestrate well, this. Jack, Jack thinks Elon's his spirit animal. Yeah, or exactly. I mean, this is, that's his feelings. Come on. Yeah, this is, uh, I think Jack 
and as it does, you know, it might be down the line where we find out, like, really what happened on this, like the blow by blow and who tipped him off to what and maybe he had yeah, some help. I think we have kind of an idea. Yeah. Of what yeah. <laughs> Jack was out four months ago, and now all of a sudden the company's bought by Elon Musk as one of his best buddies. Yeah, I think we know what happened. Um, and I don't want to speak on his behalf. Um, um, as it relates to uh, the question of attrition, um, you know, as Parag stated, you know, uh, one of the themes of today is continuity um, and ensuring that Parag and this leadership team continues to operate the business successfully on behalf of our users, on behalf of our customers. Um, and that has obviously been a big topic of discussion at the board. And as I mentioned, an area that uh, is important to Elon Musk as well because of the importance of Twitter as a service. All right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, it's been three hours. Thank you, man. By the way. A full three-hour guest. I always got to give a big round of applause for those. All right. uh, Glad to be here, Al. Hey, tell people where they can find you. Oh, well, I'm on Cozy. I have a Cozy channel, and uh, I have some other things. I'm on YouTube, Night's Move. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Very good, sir. I'm going to be on your show. By the way, what time on your show this week? Um. Well, how about like a four, like a... 4 p.m. Eastern or something? Yes, that would work perfectly, actually. Uh, that would be great because I'm going on Politically Provoked at 7, and then I could end my show at, like, 3, the daytime show or whatever, and then come on your show mm -hmm. right after that. All right. All right, long day. All, All right. right. Well, you know how we do. Uh, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. All hype. Great guest. All right. Great to be on. Awesome guest, by the way. I love that guy. He's always so cool. Knowledgeable, fucking genius-level guy, really. Uh, and just fun to have on the show. I feel like me and him kind of bounce off each other uh, really well, too. I uh, kind of have a good chemistry. Uh, so I think that was a good uh, three hours of power uh, right there on the kill stream. So I hope you I hope you did enjoy that. We'll play a little bit more of this, uh, and then I'm going to head out. The fuck? Uh, biggest question is for you, Prague. Um, what's in it for our users? Can you point to some you motherfuckers not being in charge is what's in it? Any specific changes that will benefit the user experience? That's all the work we are doing is positive. All right. You know what? I might just pick this up. Insider Trader window. What the fuck? I might just pick this back up tomorrow morning on Tequila Sunrise. Because I don't mind watching all, but I'm looking and it doesn't look like there's huge fireworks. Let's see. Oh, wait, hold on. I do want to play this. This is part I heard about, actually. We'll play this part. I would think about it. Question back to you, Prague. Elon made it clear in public that a large part of the reason he bought the platform was because of our moderation policies and disagreements in how we deal with health, something that we place in value very highly within the company. This puts Twitter service and trust and safety, as well as anybody who cares about health on the platform, in a very difficult position. Can you speak your thoughts on this and how those teams will be supported? Great question. I believe Twitter grows as a service, allows for more people to use the product and have a better experience because we're able to make the conversation on Twitter be safe, because we are able to eliminate manipulation, 
because we are able to remove spammers. You haven't removed anywhere. Because we have built tools, processes for people. Get this guy out of here. Send him back to, to Bombay safe. Billy. It's over for you. Get out and control their experience. And take Bombay Betty with you. Get out of here. This is an American company. I don't give a fuck. South African, he's American now. This is our shit. White men, we're taking this back. Just like that black chick on The View said, this is ours now. Twitter service. Get out. The role of our policy. Get all the way out. And the Arrest him. Around content moderation are fundamental to keeping Twitter safe and growing. I believe that there is a lot of work we have to do to continue making that. Bombay better. Billy, you're done. Sometimes that means more thoughtful moderation. Sometimes that means making things simpler. Sometimes that means changing product incentives. What is he even saying? This doesn't even mean anything. God, corporate speak is such trash. To be able to solve problems through products sometimes. No shit. What is he saying? Sometimes we... Sometimes we had to do this and sometimes we had to do that. Yeah, no shit, dumbass. So, as I think about sort of the future in this closing period, we will continue evolving and iterating to improve the product and the health of the public conversation. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Frog. I, um, is there any impact to the FTC consent decree? If so, what would it be? Federal, what is that, trade commission? Bring into with the government, it's a settlement agreement, and we expect um, that no matter what form this company takes in the future, we will still be subject to that consent decree. DD12 sent $10. Screw you! You're fired! Yeah. <laughs> Gonna join the Kiss My Ass Club on the way out. Maybe that's that'll get to decide who gets to stay. The Kiss My Ass Club. Another question for you, Parag. During the last All Hands, you said that you trust Elon Musk. <laughs> I think that the cor the correct quote was, "We trust him." Oh yeah. So who is we? And talking to Elon, what made you trust him and have the best interests? For the future of the company. He was just saying that hoping Elon wouldn't buy the whole company, but he did. I don't know what this quote is or where it comes from, but I can speak to sort of the spirit of the question. Um, as I think about uh, Twitter and its value, and based on the conversation I had with him uh, when 
and we were excited to have him join our board. That was because as a major shareholder and an opinionated user, <laughs> sorry, um, we wanted uh, that voice in our boardroom so that we could learn and so that we would have more value created within the company for all of our shareholders as a result of having Elon on the board. Since then, uh, uh, we've seen uh, a bunch of things happen, culminating in today, where uh, the company is being taken private. It's only for you shit show. The way I think about what Elon wants to achieve, the way I think about the words he has said and interpreting them, he believes, sorry, I don't mean to quote him, but like I'm repeating some of what I have heard, which is not to say uh, that I'm using that to predict what might happen. Just say it. He wants Slap nuts. Twitter to be a powerful, positive force in the world, just like all of us. He believes, and this is me assuming things, based on a few conversations. He believes Twitter matters, just like all of us. We can collaborate with people when you have some core shared foundations. We might all disagree on many other things. Some of them might be really important. What I go back to when encountering this guy's a fucking phenomena is to take a step back and think about my approach to the world. I come to the world with an open mind. I remain optimistic. And at sound like you got an open asshole like Minko too. My core, because I've spent the last ten years here. I believe in the power of Twitter. When someone else believes in the power of Twitter, he doesn't want to go back to India. <laughs> That's a point that you reach. Even if there are many other ways where you might not share views. His green card. His green card's done. Fuck. And when you think about keeping an open mind, when you think about being optimistic, that's what drives me. This next question is for Brett. Brett said that there were certain protections around benefits and working conditions for the one year following. Nah, we ain't listen to that. We'll check out the rest tomorrow. I don't want to let the whole show run out of steam. I want to finish with a little bit of strength there thank you to all hive i love this show tonight if you came in late go back and listen to it i think this would actually be a good podcast too once it gets put up uh if you listen to it at work or on the road or something like that uh a few days from now or over the weekend i think this would actually be a really good podcast to listen to all hype one of my all-time favorite guests and i was really excited when i saw him come on cozy i didn't tell him this to his face hopefully he's still listening um but uh, i thought as nick said in chat it was like rediscovering old treasures uh and that is exactly what it's like with that guy uh and i remember enjoying him so much on my show years ago uh and it was great to have him back on tonight again we had him on last week of course during the big stream uh on friday but uh this was more of a spotlight solo effort uh with him and i really enjoyed it so uh shout out to him and thank him again for taking a full three hours uh with us here tonight i'll be on his show thursday afternoon you heard that 4 p.m eastern 
So uh, check that bad boy out. I'll be on with Politically Provoked 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday afternoon or Thursday evening. So that means the kill stream on Thursday night is going to be after AF. DD12 sent $3. Great show. Thank you, DD. So that night we definitely will be after America First. Um, if we get a kill stream done that night, I'm hoping we do. Um, but uh, so tomorrow we'll start probably. I'm gonna try to start at ten. Actually, we'll see if I make that mark because I'm gonna have to wrap up a little early tomorrow uh, because I'm going to the dentist in the afternoon. So anyway, be on the lookout. Tequila sunrise tomorrow. I see the boss Nicholas J is on. Go check him out. A lot of other streamers up here on Cozy, uh, and check those guys out too. I see Jaden Paul Town. Etc. Etc. Check those guys out. Alberto's up there too. Check him out. I know he's a little controversial uh, after the debate, uh, but check him out as well. Uh, it was a big show. It was a big show. A lot of people came to Cozy. Uh, a lot of people came to the Kill Stream, and I always like that. I always love that. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Tequila Sunrise. Thanks again for watching tonight. Where is my song? There it is. There it is. Uh-oh, it's not loud enough. Crank it up. Crank it up.